and I'm back after a two-week absence. Hey, welcome to Video Game Apocalypse, everybody. I am your host, Michael Raparas. Who else is here with me? Christopher Antista. I'm sorry. And Heidi Kemps. Hi. And who else? Brett, not sorry, because <laughs> oh. uh, the three of us were all the talk radar kids, so get used to it, Hitler. <laughs> Mr. Show. Oh, Mr. Mr. Show. Get oh, used to it, Hitler. Get, oh, get used to it, Hitler. I didn't read the comments, Hitler. but according to I Dave, uh, everyone hates us together and demanded you come back. So oh. uh, I, I didn't read, again, don't read those comments. No. Uh, just no, kidding. I can't ever take off forever. What the fuck? I deny those completely. All right. You can well, like you can dislike everyone else, but I'm I'm not dislikable. Oh, we've we've got we've got a hell of a show today. <laughs> it's going to be jam packed with sounds and noises and uh, silly slide whistle tunes. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what you call real it. farts, I courtesy love of me that and Heidi. Slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Vigigame Apocalypse slide whistle. It's going to make its iconic return. Hell yeah! Mornings at six. <laughs> Awesome. We do need instruments. On. We do. We Shit. Do Why don't we have an actual slide whistle? Chris? I don't know. I'm buying a megaphone. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Can we do a, a big band episode where there's just a band? Yes. Can we hire? <laughs> no. Here we go. Here we go. We have the sound effects that we play all the time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. We do the live orchestra version, uh-huh. where an orchestra uh, approximates the gut sound effect <laughs> with like 16 people I would going really like that. guts. And then I can do my dream of doing the new release segment where I just cue the band like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and we got Fallout. <laughs> and we got Metal Gear. <laughs> well, I can orchestrate it. These are the new releases. Where, like, <laughs> yeah. It's just a cacophony of like... <laughs> anyway, this, this... I was going to say you should you should do an episode that's BB Empire for big band music. Oh, man. Empire. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Like, uh, First up, Mario Kart it's, like, it's just yes, we're coming to you today from the Starlight Lounge. We're here with <laughs> playing Paul Schaefer. a selection of Mega Man classics. Uh, <laughs> it's basically just the Dragon Quest Eight battle music. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we should probably get into this week's top five topic, which was suggested oh. by you, Heidi. Yes, it was. Do you want to tell? take a second to explain it so we've uh i believe back in the talk radar days there we did a top five well not not me you guys yeah. did one that was um top five games where surprise you're the villain yeah oh uh, yeah yeah I, I remember that one i had my name pulled off of that story a lot of stuff we because did i was off. uh i was late on the deadline oh really that was the <laughs> punishment was it's like punishment? you don't get your byline on this story <laughs> Oof. Gotta hit where it hurts, man. Yeah, yeah. It would have happened yeah. in five years eventually, anyway. But I wrote it. I wrote it. God damn it. So, I'm sorry. Continue. So, <laughs> this is a bit of a variant on that. These are games where you aren't necessarily starting as a villain, but you can overthrow the main bad guy and become the biggest piece of shit ever. Oh, yes. Such big pieces of shit in this episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> Beginning with... Number five. Well, darling, I promised you this city. And it's yours. What do you desire? We await your command, sir. I always believed that with great power came great responsibility. Ah, Batman. And now... <laughs> I never knew what power was. So, obviously, I, I should have said at the start, these are going to all be really spoilery. Yep. So... If you don't want to be spoiled on Spider-Man yes. Web of Shadows... Too uh, fucking late, buddy. Uh, fast, trigger, fast trigger warning, for- spoilers. Yeah, fast uh, forward to... 11 minutes, 55 seconds. And travel back in time to 2000-whatever <laughs> and pretend you cared then. This is, this pretend b is still didn't. around. Yeah. This is impossible for you to care about. Like, you can't yeah. care about spoil. You can't yeah. even buy this game anymore, I think. 
Yeah. You probably you can. can find it somewhere. Yeah, it's in a bargain bin somewhere uh, right so now. So I finished this game. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably like outside of the nostalgia of Spider-Man Two uh-huh. being like the first kind of open city swing around a Spider-Man mm-hmm. being very good in that respect. This is probably the best Spider-Man game. Yeah. We streamed it a few months ago, and it's not. It doesn't hold up very well. I think it's it's very good for a Spider-Man game at that time because it did take that what it took an open world approach, but then it did something kind of different. And I, I remember the, the the combat is what I liked. Yeah. The ability to like switch between switch costumes yeah. and the camera angles actually look like Spider-Man panels. Yeah. But other than that, like it is real like prototype light of like every enemy is exactly the same. Well, I mean that's kind of how they all are. Yeah, like yeah. even Spider Man Two is like collect the red balloons over and over again. Well, a couple and, of that like, with that like it looks like an old game now, and yeah. it's like this. Some of the luster wore off a little bit. Right. I was very bummed. But, but despite being like really into it, and it, and it actually having cool black costume Spider Man combos where you could mm-hmm. transition between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty seamlessly and all these beautiful like fluid animations of Spider-Man like flipping through all the buildings it was beautiful oh, yeah. throwing but himself out in the air pulling I himself don't, back I don't remember this ending at all <laughs> so this ending happens You, this is a like Spider-Man 3 I think also did this where it introduced the idea <sighs> of Moral <laughs> choices. Which Spider Man? I want to put this on my throat for maximum. Yeah. Okay, go for uh, it. Nice, nice. Wow. Spider Man should never have to make moral choices because Spider Man is an inherently good character yes. who is not conflicted. Who almost yeah. never makes an immoral Except, choice. Except you know, dumping your marriage to save Aunt May. I guess. Well, but that's that's not. I guess it's a moral decision, but it's he like, ends up I'm, making that choice with Mary Jane. Though. Ah, that's true. There you go. She's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm dumping your stupid ass." Yeah. Well, they both agree to save him to save Aunt May, mm-hmm. even though she's old and has lived a full life. Yeah. We should dissolve our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> the world won't be the same without so, a 98 year old woman. By the way, I was wrong. Beanox is still around. It's Shaba Games. I have to All correct right. this, or uh, else my cred is shot. This was a game. You, you, if you made every bad decision, which included, for example. Making out with Black Cat and cheating on Mary uh, Jane. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Do that every time. She's way more interesting than uh, Mary Jane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Nothing yeah. beats Mary Jane, man. No. <laughs> Stoner <laughs> joke. I hate myself. <laughs> you should. You should. You're an awful person. There's a montage of all the Chris. I hate myself. <laughs> Is it all Can coming together for you, <laughs> forming one picture of self-loathing? <laughs> I think I from Talk Radar I, I, I did snip out I wish I was dead. What, what <laughs> this, is, this is a common thread. <laughs> so the uh, the final level of the game takes place on the Shield Helicarrier that which is familiar. taken over by symbiotes. Like the whole city's taken over by yeah, symbiotes. Yeah, and it's like a play on the symbiote bomb storyline from somewhere around Secret Invasion era of Spider-Man I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you get into a fight with Venom and you have the option like he he manages to break free from the larger symbiote and you can offer him your hand or you can uh whip him into one of the helicarrier's engines where he dies. So long, Brock. Later. <laughs> <laughs> the scream character. I want a homer. That's how weird is it when Venom's death in a video game is more subtle than Darth Vader's? <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, the the ending. If you do all, oh, the... you, do you know? Do you know what that's called when you're thrown through an engine? What? It is the uh, refuse that comes through is actually called snarch. 
Snark. I am not kidding. Like that—that that is an Air Force term for when seagulls fly into your engine. Oh, in your engine. Oh, I'm afraid to Google that now. Got some snark. my tail wing and my dorsal oh, fin. I, I know Christ. all the plane terminology. Snark. <laughs> Holy snarge. Uh, kids, it'll it'll get you nowhere. Video game apocalypse. It's educational. Mm-hmm. It's somewhat. Uh, look forward this fall to Charles and Snark. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be Snarls and Snark? It's not even a joke. It's, it's like just... the, the Gnarls Barkley version. Uh. Gnarls in charge? Uh, anyway. Uh, whatever. You can what find a... out more about Charles in charge on Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. Or maybe an upcoming podcast about every decade ever. <laughs> Stop uh, it. But the, the, so the ending of this game, if you pick all the bad endings, has you... As, like, the symbiote emperor of New York. Spider-Man mm. controls all the symbiotes now, and right. he lords over everything. You know, like Peter Parker was always somehow in danger of doing. <laughs> and an extra layer of weirdness gives you... A, like, there's a stinger where uh, Black Widow and Kingpin are working together to unleash Wolverine... Oh, yeah, ...who's yeah. become infected with a symbiote of his own. Right, yeah. Are you in full control? Bring me Spider-Man, dead or alive. I'm going with dead. <laughs> is that is Steve Bloom? Uh, yes, I think it is. Is it the blonde Black Widow or the red? The yeah. red-headed Black Widow. But it is weird, like, after yeah. all those Marvel movies, to hear her well, speaking there in was, a Russian there accent. There were two at one point, and were it's they? like... Yeah, there was a blonde one and, and the usual Natasha one, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what? She was usually the antagonist one. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Yeah. I almost uh, cared. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't remember any of that, <laughs> but I, I finished the game, and I feel like I would have done this stuff, but uh, I guess you become the bad guy. You do. I don't mind it from a like an alternate perspective. You know, it, it's like, yeah, Spider-Man would never do that, but that's why the game exists. It's yeah. just to show you a, a, a far left or right version yeah. of the well, event. Well, it's so. also it's like it's not so much even would Spider-Man do this. It's like... You want to do this. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck it. We'll let you do this. We'll let you make out with Black Cat. We'll let you kill people, whatever. It's kind of the beauty of video games, taking it to territory where the mediums from which they spawn never could. But I am sort of amazed that somebody... It's a grammatically complex sentence. I'm not proud of it. I am sort of amazed that that made it to market, that, like, nobody, like, on Marvel's brand team was like, no, we can't have Spider-Man doing bad things. Well, to me, I think it's shows you how how they don't take games all that seriously. Yes. Like, if it happens in a game, who gives a shit? Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. no one's going to confuse this with what's happening in the comics. Which is weird, though, because the prior open world one to mm-hmm. this was Ultimate Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. was considered canon huh? in, the, in the Ultimate comics. Yes. And it also introduced oh, wow. uh, Ultimate Beetle. Uh, in that game? As a character in the I, game. It was their first their first GameCube? appearance. Uh, GameCube, PS2, Xbox. and Xbox. Yeah, 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 I've always yeah. wanted to revisit that one. And I remember I, you and I fine. would get into fights about whether Ultimate Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2 was the better game. I don't even remember what we would argue about. Uh, whether which one was you better. You guys were such cute 27-year-old kids. <laughs> which, <laughs> uh, which, one did I, which one did you think was better? I thought Spider-Man 2 was better, and you thought Ultimate was better. Uh, it doesn't I, really matter It doesn't matter all. anymore. But it I mean, matters a lot. Ultimate, like, I, it... it Paired back the move list a little bit, it but did. it had a really cool cell shaded. Yeah, vibe. I like the style, yeah. and I mean, I, I don't know. But anyway. Web of Shadows, I felt like was a great like. Here's a modern one, and that's why it's hard now after this. To, like, where do you go? Because you've uh-huh. already made a beautiful city. Like, you could just make another Traveling time. Well, Shattered yeah. Dimensions was fine. Shattered Dimensions, like it was fine. But then after that, the the just twenty ninety nine one, Edge I, of that, Time, that's, and, that's uh, no good. Yeah. 
Anyway. Anyway, we should probably move on to... Uh, number four. I'm actually going to tag someone in <gasps> as I tag out, because now that Spider-Man is done, what am I here for? Really? Exactly. Unless exactly. one of the games here is Dark Souls, because you kind of take over from me. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll... Never heard of it. I'll just... Show myself out. Yeah. All right. Thank Who you, Brett. Do Who's coming Bye in? Who's coming everybody. in? Who's coming in? I can't uh, wait to see. Well, give me a hint. Introduce yourself. Uh, Mystery gamer. stranger. Hey, everybody. It's Bob Mackie. Uh, <gasps> wow! Wow! Bob Mackie. So much excitement. I am. I am VGA's trending gamer of the year. I gave that nomination. <laughs> Bob Mackie of uh, U.S. Gamer, Retronauts, and Talking Simpsons fame. That's me. Hey, I, hey, I hey. think I was snubbed though by the Game Awards. Oh, I, no. I, I trend all over the place. Look, every I day. I didn't know that was happening, Bob, and I'm more angry because. Because like I really felt like I didn't know they were making a new MSD3K. I would have been a, I'd be a great Tom Servo. That's true. I mean, a like, great Tom Servo. I, I want to be Cambot, but no one will <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> Can I be Gypsy? Yeah. yeah, anybody is allowed to be Gypsy. Dorp. You know what? They didn't. <laughs> actually, Look, I can speak in a high falsetto too. <laughs> they did not announce a new Gypsy or even like. Uh, oh man, Jim uh, Jim Mallon. He's going to be back. Oh, I wonder if that's why. Oh, it could God, be. God, God damn it. We need to talk about Different podcast. All right, yes. We and should. There. That's behind you. Now that introductions have been made, we should get back to... Number four. I know it. All right, I should say again, very spoilery. So... So if you don't want This to... is Arkanoid when it's revealed that you were the one placing the colored blocks yes. in front of you the entire uh-huh. time. That's that's Doe talking. <laughs> Doe? Oh, man. <laughs> he was the villain of Arkanoid 2, Oh, my God. Was he uh, a... Uh, Wiki Paras, okay, you have yes. earned this name. Was he a Moai head? Yes. <laughs> Doe, okay. was Heidi he? Kemp's Arkanoid expert here. All right. For a enough. while, Moai heads were our number one enemy in video games. Indeed. Now it's just Moai heads. Moe. Moe. Oh no, I get Uh, it. It's terrible. It's worse. Again, uh, if you don't want to hear any spoilers about Undertale, please skip ahead to... 27 minutes, 18 seconds. But now we're going to get spoilery as fuck. Oh boy. So... Again, if you haven't played Undertale, I strongly suggest you skip ahead. But... I I played a bit of it, but this is... All of my friends are talking about this all the time. I'm... I, I'm saying right now, I am 95% sure I know exactly what you're about to say. Mm. Because <laughs> everybody talks about... I don't know. Everybody's talking... I like that there's a game that everybody's talking about. Yeah. Um, so there there are three paths. Yeah. Main paths through Undertale. There's the neutral path, which mm-hmm. is what everyone does their first time through. There's no way around it. Uh, there is the... Um, well, I guess you can do this path that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. There is the uh, pacifist path, mm-hmm. which is the best ending. Everybody's happy. And then you can reset it and go through the genocide path. (laughs) And uh, going through genocide is actually a little bit challenging because you you, you can activate it by, in the very first area, going around and killing absolutely everything you come into contact Mm -hmm. with. And I'm not just saying you kill everything that you randomly battle. You kill everything until there is nothing left to randomly encounter. Mm-hmm. At which point you will hear this. Wandering music. It just says, but nobody came. Well, that's very (laughs) Dark Souls 2. Yeah, at that point, yeah, the music gets really creepy. It's like this slowed down minor key version of whatever it is, and that will continue to play. And that's your signifier that you've killed everything in the area and can safely move on. But... 
what this is a very dark path through the game you're basically it's preferably after you've uh you know, played through the first two ways. I think it'd be really hard to play that way outright, considering all the it options you get in the bidding. Yeah. Compromise. Argue. Talk. Yeah. Like, I, I tried Lie to down not... next to... Well, even Kate. if you kill everything you come across, like, you have to go out of your way to get encounters and kill things. Yeah, Just killing true, yeah. everything you come across isn't going to that's, get you on yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to make an effort to kill everything in an area until there's nothing left to kill. And, and you will still get random encounters, but there'll just be nothing there. Mm. And uh, so it is, like, I've heard people describe it as wrenching. I, I myself haven't played the genocide path. I, I just watched either. a YouTube. I don't know if I play a game Same. like that. I watched, watched it on YouTube. <laughs> and this, but the thing is, the genocide path is where Toby Fox, the creator, makes some of his most uh, interesting meta comments on the way you play games. Mm-hmm. Because, first off, uh, there's a bit where you're speaking to Flowey, the villain of the game, that you are in effect supplanting by going through and killing everyone. Supplanting? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't get it. But he says, like, wow, <laughs> you're actually doing this. I'm impressed. I bet there are people out there who don't have the balls for it and are just watching someone else do it. Like, oh, you got me cold. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, well, I mean, we're it. spoiling things, but they reveal, like, EXP does not mean experience, right? Yes. It means something else, and I totally forget what it means, but uh, it's not experience. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, execution points. Execution points, yeah. Yes, like, and then your LV is not your level, it's your love, which stands for level of violence. Right, yeah. That's a, that's a, like a, a pulling the rug out from under you. Like, mm-hmm. these things are so used cool. to... You're actually yeah. a bad guy mm-hmm. yes. you know, if you kill things. So. If you kill things. You can make friends with things, and that is, I think, the more rewarding path. I just, I just, I haven't played as much of it as you guys. I just remember, like, I tried to take the non-confrontational route with everything. It just seemed to give you every reason not to. Hmm. I, I tried all the non-lethal options, and then, like, well, this isn't working. I can't exit this screen. Uh, <laughs> kill, 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 kill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then one of my favorite... Oh, just... I had... I. I Man, I want to go back and play it again, but I had to record... My favorite fart joke in 2015 occurs in Undertale. <laughs> please, please play Undertale, people. All right, I'll, I'll, play the, I'll play the joke you're talking about, actually. Really? Yay! It's dark here in the woods. Someone's walking up behind you. Is like the biggest whoopee cushion you've ever seen. Yeah. It is that kind of fart noise. And yes, I am an expert on all fart noises. So, yeah. and all your questions, Canty's on Twitter. Well, the interesting thing with the bosses in in the genocide path is that even though you've you've chosen a very difficult path for yourself, and it involves killing all the characters you made friends with, they are actually way easier to kill than they would be ordinarily. Hmm. All of the monsters will, at some point, just be like, yeah, I'm gonna spare you now. I've, I feel good about this, I don't want to fight you anymore, and then you can hit them, and if you hit them when they're sparing you, that's like the most malice against their uh, lack of a will to fight, and you will kill them instantly. Yeah, you're taking advantage of their goodwill. Yeah, they're, exactly. And they're just literally turning the other cheek. Them. And so that character that delivers the fart joke you love 
uh, is the final boss, and he's actually the hardest oh, wow. in the entire, like, of the three final bosses you can fight, he is by far the toughest. I don't mind being spoiled for the genocide route, because I can't imagine ever fighting mm-hmm. him, because it's just like, I have to kill all these cute, cuddly, like, little monsters? I don't want to do mm-hmm. that. Like, Yeah, the, the whole thing is that you've you've made things so bad that you've pushed him out of his apathy and mm-hmm. now he's coming after you because he's the last thing standing between you and the end of the game. And he is unbelievably difficult. Like, if you've been killing stuff, you've been leveling up, which mm-hmm. means stuff is generally easier to kill, except there are two bosses and they are both really, really hard. Yeah. And there is a point in, in that fight uh, that goes on for a while and is really tough, but he decides he's tired out. The character I'm talking about is like the only other one who's kind of aware of the fourth wall breaking stuff and, and the fact that you've, by saving the game and retrying over and over again, you've essentially been manipulating time. <laughs> so he uh, he says like, you know, I feel like we were friends before. You know, I, I, I want to give you a chance to to make amends, so I'm going to spare you. I'm I, and, and you can... Uh, when he spares you, you, you can spare him back. And this is your last attempt to spare anything. But when you do, he traps you in a bone cage. <laughs> and uh, you hear this. <laughs> he says, get dunked on! <laughs> yeah, the Mario Payne uh, yeah. music creator. Uh-huh. Kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the portable version. Yeah. And he says, if you're, if you're really my friend, you won't come back. Mm. And then you come back and he's like... When, you, when he spares you again, you can attack him, and he sidesteps. It's like, whoops, did I get you before? I guess we're not really friends then. Okay, now for real, let's fight. Hmm. Uh, it really is a spoiler-crazy episode. It is. <laughs> but again, I, I can't imagine taking the mean route in this game, just because I, I fell in love so much with the uh, the characters. I, I only did the, um, I guess, the neutral route, because I thought you had to kill a, a certain character, but you didn't. And I think everyone right. kind of falls for that trap. I think it, mm-hmm. the game is engineered yeah, for you to fall for that trap. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I want to do the pacifist route, like over. over oh yeah, for pacifist sure. route is fantastic. And yeah, I won't. I don't want to spoil the neutral or pacifist routes because those are the ones I think most people are going to want to actually do. Yeah, I mean, I told my friends I wanted to do all the routes. Like, you would not do genocide, you monster. Like, they yeah. were against me doing that. Well, here's the final spoiler. And if you if you really don't want to hear it, skip ahead to twenty seven minutes eighteen seconds. The end of it, you you encounter Flowey, and you've you've basically surpassed him by leaps and bounds in terms of evilness. And destroy him, and you find out that he's not really the bad guy. <laughs> the bad guy is the person he thinks you are, which is whatever name you pick at the beginning. Uh, okay. And this character shows up and. Uh, it, it, it asks you, like, oh, well, you've killed everyone. Do you want to destroy the world? And if you say no, he says, I think there's been a when misunderstanding. When did you ever think you were in control? Yes, yeah. yes. And then you hear this. As his sprite gets progressively bigger. I should say their sprite. Hmm. Fills the screen, attacks you for nine, 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 fills the screen with nines, and then quits the game. <laughs> I feel like the Ultimate Undertale movie oh. would then be to format your hard drive. Yeah, that would <laughs> well, be. It, it, it almost does. Like, it almost does, because it ruins everything. Oh. You can, even if you do a pacifist route run after that, mm-hmm. it taints it. 
because, because what you have to do in order to restore the world, you have to wait 10 minutes when you boot up the game. It Nothing happens when you boot up after that. And then you get an offer, well, you can recreate the world, but I want your soul in exchange. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you, if you say yes, recreates the world, you can start over again. Everything seems to be back to normal. But then at the very end of the pacifist ending, either uh, you will see the main character look up at you and their eyes will flash red. <laughs> or uh, there's like a, a photo that shows up in one of the pacifist endings with like you and all your friends mm -hmm. and like all, they all have red X's over their faces. Wow. So it's like your game is haunted now, basically. <laughs> it's irrevocably broken because you did this horrible thing. And uh, I, there's a bit I love, especially in the Sands fight, where he talks about, like, I, I, I understand why you're here. You're here because you can be. Like, you, you're doing this because you can. And because you can, you think you have to. You have to in order to see everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, you don't have to. You can turn back now. These, I mean, this feels like a, it could only happen on the on the PC. All of these choices and all of all of this, like um, I don't know, this meta commentary. Like, I feel like uh, Kojima would be doing these things if he still could in this format. It really feels like a Kojima style, like yeah, mind, yeah. mind screw. Mm -hmm. But probably not for as much as this game seems to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but again, I think I think I wouldn't be surprised to see this. Like, this is probably going to get a cons. I haven't seen a game talked about this much. Yeah, in a long time. To. I mean, uh, we just. Yeah. I mean, uh, Gone Home is just coming out like two plus years later. Are you kidding? Is it really? I think it's coming out in January. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is well, I mean, it, it came out on Xbox 360 and PS3. Uh, that's it why I didn't did? care. It did. I, they canceled didn't? that. No, oh, that was they? that was Midnight City, oh. that fly by night publisher that was around <laughs> right. for like six months. They, was, they did like Costume Quest two, and I think that was maybe it. Oh wow. Well, they did. They did the Slender on consoles also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. And a couple of others. That was happen. that was Casey Lynch, former EIC yes, of right. uh, nice. IGN. I ran it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I feel kind of bad because we spoiled the hell out of Undertale. Or, you should. But, but the thing is, it's like I've been immersed in this fandom, mm -hmm. and in order to be immersed in this fandom, they kind of assume you know a bunch of stuff about how it ends because yeah. that's the jumping off point for a lot of the fan fiction and fan comics Yeah, is some understanding about the space-time continuum in Undertale. And I was just looking it up to see, like, I thought maybe there was an iPhone version. I don't think there nope. is. No. And, but, like, the amount of Undertale things on iPhone oh. that are unofficial are <laughs> insane, including, like, an entire, like, book on Undertale. Jesus. Uh, wow. I, I have no idea who's. Is using... there an endless runner yet? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have no idea who's who's bought the term GamePro, but I cannot imagine it's the magazine putting this out. Under of the tail, endless temple runner. Uh, <laughs> mm. Oh man, but uh, yeah, I, I we were talking about this, um, or we will be talking about this in the future, but uh, again with the time manipulation. Whoa, but I, how meta? It's it's. Uh, I'm not sure that Undertale would work on consoles because of so? all the times when it has to fuck with you and quit out. Like, yeah, how yeah. would you do that on an Xbox One or a PS4? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe by like, well, if you're on an Xbox, put up a Hot Pockets ad. <laughs> that's how I know I'm on Xbox. Yeah. And if you're wondering why this is number four, it's because the stuff I was talking about with Chara kind mm -hmm. of subverts. The whole thing where like, yes, you, you take over for the bad guy, but mm -hmm. then you find out there's a worse guy and he kicks your ass immediately. And then ruins everything and supplants you in all future playthroughs. Undertale, ladies and gentlemen. Undertale. Number three. What's wrong? You're not acting like your usual self. <laughs> your usual self, my ass. What the hell does this withered old hag know about you? Hey, witch. 
Since we're fused, I can feel and see everything the kid here is thinking. Want me to tell you? It's something along the lines of, who gives a shit about the world? Everyone needs to just die. Ah, me as wow. a teenager. But what game I, is this, Heidi? Uh, this is Soul Nomad and the World Eaters. Yeah. I know! Wait, is this a Japanese game? Yes. <laughs> However you, did you wait, guess? Not by the title, by the insult old hag. Because that never uh, happens yes. outside of like localized yeah. Japanese games. Or wench. Yeah, because yeah. they don't know how to translate a certain phrase, so it's always like mm-hmm. old woman or old hag or whatever. But that never happens in real, like... Post nineteen forties dialogue <laughs> in English, but um, I believe Jerry Seinfeld said it from to one woman he still like, a model right from yeah old hag. <laughs> um, who's who's the other <clears throat> the guy who writes video game article for something awful? It's Corin uh, um, Tucker's stalker. Dennis Farrell. Dennis Farrell. Dennis Farrell. Yep. Thank you. Yep. But like, I looked this up. You guys, this left a, a mark on me. But years ago, he like had a one sentence review of Soul Nomad and the World Eaters, and he's like, once again, the best possible name for an agnostic, overweight death metal band <laughs> <laughs> is wasted on a pretty decent JRPG with tactical battles. Uh, I figured. <laughs> uh, so obviously, we've all heard and played a lot of this game. So um, oh, yeah. yeah, let's let's start the conversation. I really need to be better at improv. I'm gonna run into that like. Jesus Christ. I imagine there's like a there are tiles you can walk around and uh, there are turns and uh, well, speed actually, customizable this, hats. This is an NIS game yeah. and it is a fair bit different from their usual output. Um, there's not a lot in in terms of you know you, it's it's squad based combat actually. There's not a lot of level mm-hmm. grinding, but the big thing is that it's a really dark game. Yeah. Even if you go through like the regular route where you're not a complete pile of shit, mm-hmm. it's pretty dark but if you once you beat the game you get the option to do what's called the demon path and once you're on the demon path holy shit it is really bad if you haven't heard of this game it's probably because it came out for the ps2 in 2007 exactly (laughs) it was like the last rpg before persona 4 uh came out i yeah i don't think i've heard of this soul nomad the, the uh thing is that you are a kid who has been raised for a specific purpose by this sorceress and you are given a sword that is infected by... It's inhabited by Gig. Who uh, wrecked the world about 200 years ago with these creatures called uh, the World Eaters. Hmm. I said we're like totally everyone's anime stuff. Mr. Gig is like way cool, master of death. Totally wiped out the world a long time ago, you know? I totally heard the whole story. Oh my god, it's so cool. This, this, learned, uh, sorry. This, this is a quiz I wanted to do on Video Game Apocalypse, and it was called um, 2007 Japanese Video Game or Captain Planet Episode. <laughs> and, I think they learned English from the Prinnies. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a yeah. deep cut, I'm sorry. But that, that's also like a weird character, Pen, who uh, is this little boy that uh, is given to you, basically, <laughs> by like one of your enemies, and... Then he there has this whole dialogue about like how he can pass for a girl and like that's his girl persona that you just heard, which what? is yeah. Oh, the, little... the whole thing with him is so totally fucked up. You wind up using him to get this night guy to join your cause, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to do it because he no. knows Penn is his is his son who was uh, stolen away from him a while ago. So basically, he's joining you to make, to ensure Penn's safety. But and is is it his mother, Penn's mother, that you're arguing with, who's trying to get him back? The narrate. Uh, well, the, the whole story like is complicated, but basically, 
the, the gist is that you eventually wind up using Penn to completely fuck with his father's mind, turning ah. him to an insane killing machine, oh, and just totally wrecking his shit. But I, I did. I just was wanting to set up to play this. What? You kidnap him, and you don't even want him? What's wrong with him? He's cute. Everyone should want to kidnap him. You'll pay for not wanting to kidnap him. <laughs> That's a common problem. We all have. Yeah. Yes, generally. The third. I'm, tr- I'm trying to Google this to catch up on what you're talking <laughs> about. The third result is a GameFAQs message board saying, "Will there be a Soul Nomad 2? <laughs> this might be the most obscure game we've ever brought up. I, I watched three hours of anime this week, and I, and I don't know about this game. <laughs> that just goes to show how, how obscure it is. But, oh god, do you ever just be the biggest piece of shit. Like, one of my... Well, one of my... I don't know if I'd say favorite parts, but one of the parts that best exemplifies the horrible things you do is eventually you and your crew take over this village inherited by these cherub type creatures and you force a couple of them into your party and at one point um, you're you're looting and pillaging and during the course of it you actually wind up saving one of them by taking a lightning bolt in their place and so later on eventually these uh, cherubs try to escape though you're Mm -hmm. actually using them as bait to bring out uh, some (laughs) other guys you want to fight and before you let them go one of them comes up to you and says Hey, remember that time you took a lightning bolt for me? You know what? I think you're not totally bad. I think there's still a shred of good left in you. And then you say, Well, no, I took it because killing you then would have not let me do this. And then you kill their partner just wow. right in front nice, of them. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, I also like that there's that dominate ability that you have that lets you basically enslave your enemies and make yep. them your flunkies. So, like, they're, they're, they're in cutscenes. Like, they're very unhappy to be around you, but they don't have any choice but to serve you. This reminds mm-hmm. me of uh, Pikmin 2, the darkest thing I've ever done in a game, where you uh, you kidnap the babies of a mother animal and you use them to kill the mother. And then Ooh. when you're done with the babies, you abandon them, presumably to starve to death. Jesus. So Pikmin 2 is a dark game, some everyone. dark shit me about yeah, him. Man. Yeah. He was going through some struggles. <laughs> so, what's next? You could probably kill a world eater if you wanted to. <laughs> You're fun. I like you. Okay, we ready to do this? And that little tingle you heard was the char- main character saying, "Yeah, I want to kill a world eater." <laughs> Is this power MIDI saxophone? <laughs> But so you're you're basically drawn through this game by gig and you and you're like it starts out right at the beginning where you're like yeah lady who's given me this mission I'm just gonna kill you you're boring the shit out of me I hate everyone I'm gonna everyone needs to fucking die and every so often you'll like go to sleep and gig the dark entity will take over and then you like wake up 22 days later and a bunch of stuff has happened and everyone fucking hates you wow. and. Uh, I'm going to spoil the ending now, so if you don't want to hear it, jump ahead to... 36 minutes. <laughs> yep. Not a single one left. That takes care of all the annoying insects. Nobody left to bother us. You satisfied? Ah, oh, don't tell me you're all lonely now. Hey, kid, what are you doing? Hey! Hey, what do you think you're doing? No! No, you can't! You can't eat me! Not after all this! But why? How can you... <laughs> so you destroy everything, 
You eat your, your cursed sword, take his power, and then you challenge the gods and destroy them, I think. The gods which were, you know, in the normal path, the gods which are the the sources of the conflict, they are fighting each other, you, mm-hmm. you learn at the end of the game, they have teamed up because you are such a threat that yes. these two gods who hate each other are like, hey, we gotta do something about this guy. Yep. And then you kill them, and I think it's all just black screen because there's nothing left mm. of yep. the world anymore. And, yep, uh, the, the last piece of dialogue is, who cares, it was fun. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, said it's by like you. I would appreciate that instead of thanks for playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who cares, it was fun. Who cares, nice, it was fun. Nice, yeah. All right, let's jump ahead to... Number two. So I know it's Call of Duty, but which uh-huh. one? <laughs> Based on the voice samples, I would say it's like 1998. <laughs> You're close. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It was on Game Boy Advance and DS. Oh. oh. It had Sorrow in its name. Is there, an, is there an Arya involved? Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, do you play as a beautiful man? You do, in a <laughs> in a flowing fur coat. Whose name is not all a subtle, a subtle reference to Dracula. Uh, it's Soma Cruz. Oh, I was thinking, oh wait, no, there's a character in this game named Genya Arikado. Yes, who's Alucard. <laughs> yes. But, uh, so, in... Uh, Aria or Castlevania Aria of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow on DS clever there DS mm-hmm. uh, you you play as Soma Cruz who's the reincarnation of Dracula as a, a normal Japanese high school student who dresses like a pimp <laughs> and spoiler alert skip ahead to 39 minutes 43 seconds if if you lose a fight against the final boss in either game actually I forget what triggers it in DS in, in uh, Dawn of Sorrow but the important thing is that you then activate one of the coolest extras that you might not ever see otherwise, which is Julius mode, hmm. where uh, in the first game, Julius Belmont uh, has to basically go through the game. You, you go through the game as like the Belmont character who you don't normally play mm-hmm. as. He fights through the bosses. He kills you. And then they expand on it even more in the sequel where you play as... These three characters that are... I think the trigger is letting uh, Soma's girlfriend get killed. Yes, that's it. That's it. You have to not wear, like, her specific talisman when you go in, like, Mm. the final boss fight. And then she gets killed, and Soma Cruz gets really angry and is taken over by the Dark Force. Hulks out, becomes Dracula. Hulks out. (laughs) And then you get to play as three characters in an effort to hunt him down. You play as you play as Yoko Belnades or Belnades, uh, uh, Alucard, and Julius Belmont. I assume Julius knows about running an Orange Julius, like yes. a business sim. Like <laughs> no one is buying my orange juice and milk together. <laughs> it's so it's delicious. Orange Julius one. Belmont. I want one right now. <laughs> Uh, they're at your local mall. They are not. No, yes. that mall's too. Uh, uh, they're upscale. at my local mall. Yeah, not going down there with pigs. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why pigs? I don't know. I couldn't have ham and eggers. Would you prefer that? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that means either. <laughs> You're the only person I've ever heard use that. Yeah, phrase. I live in a shithole next to a fancy mall. I think that's the joke. <laughs> the joke I'm trying to get off, like a, like a wildly fancy mall. Anyway, ah, all right. But yeah, I, I so fancy. There's no game store. 
There isn't. Uh, yeah. No. There, there are two Nordstroms, but no, no game <laughs> yeah. store. But it is as fancy as fighting yourself as reincarnated Dracula. No! Who's uh, usurped the bad guy and take literally taken his throne. Mm. Yep. So he plays a bad guy. Well, no. <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I got distracted. You get turned into a bad guy at the end, and then you play as people trying to kill you. And that's if you complete the game, what, 948%? Yes. I'm trying to remember yeah. this era yes. of Castlevania. So, this game takes place in a relatively recent time period. Are, are we yeah, approaching it's, it's the... actually like early 2000s. Ooh, or, so no, 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 it's, it? not, it's late 2000s. It's like... Yeah. It's, they keep talking about the 1999 incident. Right, which has never been actually uh, in a game. Yeah. Yes. And never will. And never will, never will be, because Koji Igarashi is left to go they do will his explore own within It might like, be in a pachinko machine. Yeah, exactly. Guys, look at the bright side. Within the pachinko narrative that will take <laughs> yeah. place. Like, the armies are colliding, and it's just a bunch of balls smashing into each other. <laughs> They'll explore it in the next Metal Gear game. Oh. Which, no. uh, which is also pachinko. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or some kind of Moe Wankfest with uh, Paz. No, don't kid yourself. Uh, there's a, there's a goatee edition of that game coming to us all very very soon. Mm. There has to be DLC first. Mm-hmm. Oh. They'll have to develop something. They're going to hate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was like 2020, something like that, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It's it's like the first future Castlevania, and it's the first Castlevania where you get like a handgun. Yeah, and really. it does nothing. It does <laughs> nothing because it's Castlevania, and swords are always more powerful than bullets traveling at the speed of sound. And whips. Mm-hmm. Yes, and whips. Screw your whip. Eh, fuck whips. <laughs> yes, I cannot deny it any longer. <laughs> you are the one who deserves. Who deserves to be the Dark Lord. Hmm. Star Trek. All right. This is going to be a twofer entry, yeah. and I'm going to spoil the shit out of both Knights of the Old Republic thought so. and Star Wars The Force Unleashed. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for either of those games, skip ahead to... One hour, one minute, 50 seconds. You know, if you listen to this week's Laser Time, we did talk about this pretty extensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Cat Bailey was our guest for it. We talked about the death of the Star Wars extended universe. Uh, that was like, fascinating to me. It, her retention for that stuff. Yeah. I mean, give my pro- to Cat because I was gonna, <laughs> like I knew she'd be perfect for that because the la- last time I saw her at a bar, I came home with a note to watch the original Battleship Yamoto. So she like brainwashed me with like lore with a, another lore Bukaki. Yeah, and she, she's so good at doing that. And anyway, the plug for Laser Time. Yamato. Yeah, <laughs> um, but anyway, so Star Wars. I, I'm, I'm going to play the other clip now. So did we get into both games at the same time? Lord Vader was a broken shadow of his former self. I knew that one day you would replace him. You have just one final taste. Destroy your ties to the Jedi. Is that and like... at last you will be a Sith Lord. Is that a Palpatine impression? It is. Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was that or the racist episode one aliens. Like, yes, <laughs> we were... the blockade is coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Kill the Jedi American fry boy. Well, yeah, we were we were in the discussion about that. Like, I just remember being in the games industry when Force Unleashed came out, and like every yeah. other press release was hammering home, like this is fucking canon. Yeah, this like, is that real. was their big thing. Like George Lucas himself had said, yeah. "Yes, this is canon. This is official canon." And and then it's I, but, so ridiculous. But I think what about it's the uh, one game he didn't shut down after seeing ten seconds of it at LucasArts? <laughs> yeah, I, I've yeah. read those stories. Like, well, what's this game? I don't, I don't like it. 
But no. he, he, I love that book that Rob Smith wrote, that he like hated the idea of making Star Wars games. He's like, let yeah. other people do that. We make our own yeah, interesting properties. Was good for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and then, like only when they started losing money do they go like, let's. I guess we got to make a Star Wars game. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. uh, take a take the rights back from Raven. Did, did Knights of the Old Republic have that going for it? Did Did they say like? Knights of the Old Republic was Bioware. Yeah, no, I know, like, but like, but, but it, 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 it they never, like, they never said specifically that it was camp because we didn't. I guess maybe we we're not nerdy enough to need. It to was, know it was very much extended universe. It took place a thousand yeah. years before the trilogy, mm-hmm. the original trilogy, probably the only trilogy worth acknowledging until the next one comes out. So Kotor, you find out, and this is like the big spoiler. Which if you somehow have not yet been spoiled on this, good for you. <laughs> that is amazing. Because this comes up way, in like... By the way, Aerith dies. Yeah, mm-hmm. like every other cracked article about video games talks about Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. and the big reveal that you are Darth Revan, the uh, supposedly dead villain that everyone speaks about in hushed whispers like he's Lord Voldemort. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have the option at that point to... Stick to the straight and narrow and, and redeem yourself and become a good Jedi, or you can revert to the dark side mm-hmm. and become really powerful and take the galaxy for yourself and rule the Sith. I have kids. I have to choose the dark side. It's the responsible yeah. thing to do. It is. It is. I want them to have a it's future. It's the more financially secure Yeah, way. they had they go to the better schools. Was there some sort of Wookiee genocide involved in this? Because that's what I remember hearing about There was uh, not a, a Wookiee genocide, but that you, you can convince a Wookiee to do something pretty awful oh, that, I see. uh when you confront your companions at the end with mm-hmm. the news that you've turned to the dark side uh one of them the, the han solo-esque character runs away mm-hmm. and then there's another mission veo who's like a 14 year old uh twi'lek girl <laughs> who's whose uh best friend is a wookiee who owes her a life debt and so she's like eh, i'm not gonna run i'm gonna stand in your way you won't really kill me you're you know you're there's still good in you and then you can be like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you. Your Wookiee's going to kill you. And you can, because he owes you a life debt, you can mm-hmm. uh, force persuade him to... Uh... Jesus Christ. I can't force you to do anything you don't want to. It's me, Big C. Mission. Please, Zobar, don't do this. Please. No. Fuck. <laughs> well done, Lord Revan. You were as ruthless as Malik ever was. There seems like two two ways in that scene that they skirted an M rating. Uh-huh. <laughs> one was the <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I'm guessing is an off-screen, uh, at a frame kill. I don't know if there are F words in the Star Wars universe. No, Maybe no, there's are. a new one. There will be spoilers. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the unrated cut. <laughs> Like, actual... I've got a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. This one has Gary Fisher and a thong. <laughs> hey, look at my fucking green blade here. I'm going to fucking cut you. <laughs> I love you. I fucking know. <laughs> I guess the, the most severe insult in that universe is laser brain. Which laser brain. Seems like a better kind Fuck of brain. you, laser brain. It really does. And good with our brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, good on them for knowing the acronym laser and... Uh... Light amplifying, what is it? I forget. Sexy and erotic (laughs) racism. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that's it. Uh, (laughs) But yes, you you turn evil in Knights of the Old Republic, 
you kill your friends. You go off to the uh, Star Forge, which is this magical artifact floating in space mm-hmm. that can... It's, it's like a proto-Death Star. You kill your old apprentice, Malak, and you become the Dark Lord of the Sith, and you lead the Sith to destroy the Republic for the first of many times, apparently. like They make it very clear that uh, a thousand year, even a thousand years in the past, like the ebb and flow between good and evil is constant. Like, the Empire, the, the Republic's been destroyed a bunch of times. The Sith have taken over a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just goes back and forth and back and forth, which sort of renders the events of the original trilogy completely irrelevant <laughs> yeah. because yep. it's like, oh, this is just going to happen again. I, I God was, damn it. It kind of sounds like the console wars to me. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. Microsoft, well, then Sony, then Sony, then Microsoft. Like, back to, and forth th- forever. To plug the laser time we did, but but Kat, having read all the extended universe, she said that's, that's how it kind of got boring is because those were always the stakes. Like instead, like she she mentioned being kind of excited about a movie like Road One, which is a heist movie set in the Star Wars universe, but everything was always Republic versus Sith all the time until like it was totally meaningless. I think I, and always a planet was about to explode. Yeah, it's like, it's the same stakes every single time, yeah. and I, I think that's what got like I don't know. We were just talking about the extended universe and kind of glad it was shut down. But how, how, does that lead in the second game at all? Um, the second game is totally like. Yeah, the the second game you can kind of decide what happened, mm. and in in any case, like whatever happened in the first game, Revan went off to explore beyond the reaches of known space, mm. and uh, he's just gone now. And you, it's up to you to do whatever it is you. I do. only bring that up in conjunction to Force Unleashed, which yeah. just I liked that I liked that that game exists. I thought it was I do too. It the wasn't best the best worst game. game of that year. It was it was like. It fell all over itself trying to be as next gen as possible yeah. back when PS3 360 was next gen. Well, wasn't mm. uh, weren't they trying to promote the Wii version as the best version because of the motion Dude. force controls the, or like, that bullshit? I feel fortunate. I've been in the LucasArts like well one time without video games, but it was all for like video game shit. And that's the one they were hyping up because yeah. the Wii was big shit. Well, it's like this, this is everything you've ever wanted. The thing the thing is like with the Wii and PS2 versions, I actually reviewed the I PS2 version. I love your version. opinion on this, and I think it's a much better game because it wasn't obsessed with trying to uh, put as many you know new graphical bells and whistles and on the experience really as possible. Boring shit. There's such boring like, shit. Really boring. But the Wii never had a, a straight up lightsaber game, right? I feel like that was the implicit promise what, of the Wii. It, like this will be a lightsaber. I, th- I think that that was how they were pimping yeah. that version. But mm-hmm. then, it, like, I'm I don't have there the were, data, but I promise it was it sold the least. There were a couple yeah, games that no, were I, I like that, did. like the the Clone Wars game. They sold as like mm, eh, it's yuck. lightsaber battles, but no, it's like third person. You're running around swinging to just... It's stupid. Well, that's um, how they sold Connect Star Wars too, And yeah, the actuality yeah. is uh, dancing to really bad As parody songs. Yep. Yeah. I think yep. Star Wars Arcade is the only true like lightsaber-ish kind of like one-to-one yeah. swinging a thing around. Mm-hmm. Well, we were, the 99 we were talking about one, that one of the, the Dark Forces sequel had like a real... Like an actual sword fighting mini yeah. game component to it that was use the number pad. It's yeah, not not built for. Watch my friends do it. It looked fingers. insane. One of my favorite bits mm. from the PS2 uh, Force Unleashed was that it added a multiplayer mode or like a, a two two player dual mode in the last gen version. Yes, in the PS2 version mm-hmm. because it was like, well, we don't have all the cool bells and whistles, so here's this instead, and it had. A fucking Triumph the Insult comic dog joke in there. Oh my god. <laughs> because, 
when people were lining up for episode two, uh, Rob Smigel went out with Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and made fun of them. He had like a, a Spock impersonator walk in yes. front of them with a middle finger extended. <laughs> and he went up to one guy who was dressed as Darth Vader mm-hmm. and he said... That's my favorite joke. Which one of those buttons calls your mom to pick you up? <laughs> yes. And there is a joke because the characters will say different things to each other when wow. they're dueling. So you can play as Darth Vader versus this other original character mm-hmm. and she says which one of those buttons calls for help I want to <laughs> play as Robert Smigel yeah. I, hey and don't, you know I, I love that Conan O'Brien calls that the five funniest minutes on television having not yes. written any of it and he's not in any of it he's like I think I can watch that over and over yes again. absolutely yeah. it, I think it was it that, uh, the dragon master with his filet fish ju- the, <laughs> dude I forgot about the dragon master he <laughs> came in and made it even better he was there to make fun of the Star Wars fans yes, <laughs> yes he was a living Mr. Show sketch character and like it, like Fuck, yeah. I think the second only to that is when Steve Carell went to Gay Laxicon for The Daily Show, and it was like an erotic sci-fi convention where he was just like confronting furries and, uh, you know, other people with their with their tastes and just like questioning them. It was wow. like 2002. It's worth looking up for sure. Oh, my. I, yeah. just, I remember, I, I do remember, you were showing me some comparison with like the PS2 version, like the actual level. It's that it has level design. Like the, the, I do remember mm-hmm. there was that area of like, I don't know, a trash yard or junk shit. Yeah, that and was like, the worst. And it was it was beautifully rendered. The uh-huh. level was beautiful, but there's technically one path to walk where one jump is made and you do nothing else. <laughs> and then you showed me the PS2 version. It's like it is a level of a game where yes. you interact with things uh-huh. and move around and, and chew. And, and you don't spend all your time moving around huge pieces of junk yes. to form pathways. Like there's and... actually, it, it's the Force Unleashed 1. I have never played Force Unleashed 2, unfortunately, but the Force Unleashed 1 yeah, is... You can skip that. I know yeah. I can. I, <laughs> But I, I'm pretty but sure the, I bought that. The Lucas weird Arts thing about it, like going back to their their big reveal, was like when they were showing it off, and like I got to go to uh, LucasArts's campus at, at the Presidio, and it was really cool. And but they they said that uh, what was it like PCs are not powerful enough <laughs> to do what this game does on PS3 and 360. And yeah, of course, the PC right. version comes out the next year. Or what, whatever. Was the Force Unleashed two the last LucasArts game? Period. Um, I think. Yes. I thought so. I want everyone to read the Kotaku, like, the last days of LucasArts, where it's like, you you can literally blame George Lucas on the failure of that company, because, again, like, I made a joke about it earlier, but he would just walk into a project, not having played video games before, not really knowing what video games should be, Mm -hmm. just be like, I don't like this, get rid of this, and like, Mm -hmm. we just worked 18 months on this project. I think there was a a bit of that, because he did have, like, that kingly wave, where he's just like, nah, never mind, we sucked millions of this. This displeases me! But, but, like, reading that book, it, it it is interesting that they, LucasArts kept stayed alive by focusing on these weird new characters that they would make and then they would then license Indiana Jones and Star Wars games to other companies yeah. and make millions off that while developing their own stuff and making their new stuff popular and as that as that waned like Force Unleashed is what killed LucasArts mm. because it was a multi-million dollar game on every platform and that, that and they developed, developed it internally. What other Star Wars game do you like that was developed by LucasArts? There isn't one. I mean, there's like Tie Fighter and things like that. Yes, yeah. so, sorry. But, yes. Um, the I PC mean, that ones. was that was like 15 years earlier. And that was though. that was like they yeah. succumbed to finally make. They made Indiana Jones games for years before they ever touched. I that. think Shadows of the Empire was them too on N64. Um, I don't think so. Wasn't no. that Factor Five? Factor hmm. Five did the Who the Rogue the Squadron for that game. Yeah. yeah, but still, but like all the games you like the latter gen games you associate with being good Star Wars games were not made in the LucasArts building mm-hmm. and, and even like I love that uh, when I, I visited there two my sister's friends started a restaurant in the LucasArts compound wow and they wow. shut they shut down the studio their restaurant 
just went out of business. Oh man! So not only did George Lucas kill, it killed a uh, family friend's business. Oh, um, man. Oh. There's blood on your hands. I'm, I'm happy to have been there. You, I, I'm not gonna. I guess I can plug my Facebook. I got a better tour. My friend worked in marketing there, and that place is insane. It has like yeah. all these things you can't take pictures of, and I did it anyway. And like LucasArts got a hold of me, like you need to take down that carbonite picture right now, oh, like because wow. <laughs> you can't pose next to the original carbonite slab uh-huh. unless you're standing in it. If you're taking a picture close up. That's not allowed. You That's ha- off brand. You have to. Well, you, well I think it's because you can see you see the cracks. You yeah. see why it's not it's not special. It's just a piece of thing. Actually, it's one just of, plastic. One of the coolest things I, I got to go to uh, Big Rock Ranch, mm-hmm. which is not the same as Skywalker Ranch, is actually adjacent. Mm-hmm. I've been there too, just to see a movie. Um, but the uh, the offices at the time, like they had all these like really beautiful, huge classic movie posters, like vintage stuff worth thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I asked about it. And apparently, uh, George Lucas has an immense private collection, and he's got a catalog of this stuff. And when you get an office at uh, Lucasfilm, he gives you the catalog, and you get to pick out uh, posters to decorate your office with. Wow. But you can't get Howard the Duck. You, no. You'd be surprised. It's like, off limits. Going on the marketing yeah. tour was better than the video game tours I got there. Because yeah. one, we got to eat in the cafeteria, which had seven different restaurants for free. Wow. Wow. You, do you want sushi today or Thai? Because it's just there. It'll make it bring, put it on your lunch tray and give it to you. Yeah. But then also, like the other stuff that uh, uh, ILM made, like just you walk down this hallway and like. It's the Scolari brothers. That's Judge June from Roger wow. Rabbit. That's the batteries not included robots. There's Slimer, and there's a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff. And Johnny Five is serving you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not the Cassars. I'm just kidding. As and the ET, the original ET bike, oh, um, is in there. As entertaining as this is, I do feel like we should talk about Force Unleashed in the context yes. of this top five. Sure, yes, why not? <laughs> this, really, this really irritates yes. me. So you get a big moral choice at the very end of the game, mm-hmm. where your your friends are all. Uh, fucked up by the emperor basically mm-hmm. incapacitated and you have the choice of you've you've just uh, battled vader to a, a standstill more or less you've he's he's like his armor's falling off his his shirt's all torn you can see his yeah! skin uh so you can hop down and fight him to the death or you can help your friends obviously fighting vader is the dark side way to go mm-hmm. I believe the Emperor encourages you to do it. Yeah, like, he does. What and, a bitch. Kill and then, him. then he's like creeping up behind you and like, kill your friends. And and you can turn on him and he's like, he immediately pulls out his lightsaber blocks you and is like, I knew you were going to betray me. And then he like flings you across the room and smashes your own ship into you. And uh, you're reduced to a puddle of flesh that he scoops up and sticks into a suit of armor. And you get treated <laughs> to this scene. You had such promise. You could have been my successor, my equal. But now... But I may still have some small use for you. I still have enemies to find and destroy. You will do my bidding until I find a new apprentice. And then, like Vader, you... We'd be cast aside. Finish it. I 
had to leave in horrible <laughs> mechanical screams. Yeah. I feel like they should have hired the red letter media guy to do the Emperor voice. <laughs> he, does, like, he does a much, much yeah, better job. Yeah, he does. That guy's yeah, awesome. Side. But this did have uh, Chad Vader as Vader. Isn't he the new Vader, though? Like in, in games think, and shit? Yeah, yeah. For anywhere they need a James Earl Jones sound alike, they get him. Is Chad Vader? That's so crazy. Mm. Uh, but this is Starkiller, and, and yeah. you have two choices. You die in one of them, don't you? Uh, yeah, in the good ending, you die. And then, and, and, and then but the you, second game but, came out. But the, the uh, people who form the core of the Alliance... Uh, Bail Organa and a couple other people get away mm-hmm. and and go to form the alliance and then yeah the second game comes out and you're a clone of mm-hmm. Starkiller yes mm-hmm. and it renders all both of those choices moot <laughs> well it, like the I, I want to talk briefly the endings of that game mm-hmm. are even more ridiculous that I actually don't know about because you either arrest Vader in the good ending <laughs> which is com- completely breaks canon arrest him yes. yeah, you arrest <laughs> him they have the right to remain helmeted like, you, uh, what you, did he even do you make him surrender well. and then you you lock him up in like a, a thing and fly away with him or you try to kill him and then another clone of you who's evil and was like cloaked this whole time just oh, suddenly stabs you and you know takes your place but the evil endings lead into the DLC mm-hmm. for mm. these games which is really an interesting way to play with the canon in that they're both like okay you're the evil uh, you're the evil apprentice, and in the first game's DLC, you go on Tatooine, you kill Obi-Wan, I think he gets like sucked into a jet engine or something, <laughs> uh, you kill Boba Fett, and then you go to Hoth, and you uh, attack Luke Skywalker, and uh, while you're fighting, you cut off his hand, and then grab a hold of the Millennium Falcon, which is trying to leave, uh, as it escapes, and you have this dialogue. You are strong, Skywalker, but only your hatred will give you the power to save your friends. Give in to the dark side. <laughs> Very good. My apprentice. And then in the sequels DLC... You uh, attack Endor and confront Princess Leia, who's now a Jedi, and kill her. Wow! I t- Hooray! Spoilers. No, it uh, like well, I've had. I, I think I bought the Steam LucasArts pack, which is if it goes on sale, just buy it. It's like yeah. eighty bucks, but it's like there's a ton of good games in there. Uh, but I've never played the DLC because I don't know, man. I really want to check that out. So, how yeah. do they explain away how much they screw with canon? Is it just like, oh, this is alternate? Yeah, uh, the, fun times. The evil stuff is alternate. I see in history. Okay. They, the good ending in the first game, at least, is canon. In the second game, neither ending really makes any goddamn yes. sense. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And, and like, I don't know. Just it's just like I, I guess I bought into the hype, man. Like when the game came out, like this is the real story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to make one other comment. What do you arrest Vader for? Yes. If the universe is anything like ours, the only thing they'll get him on is tax evasion. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna take a little break. Before we do, I want to leave with one parting shot. From uh, Fallout New Vegas, we almost made it onto this list. Not quite evil enough, though. So when we get back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. May there be a hell for you, a Tartarus, bleak, unending. Why save in this town? 
everybody. It's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch. I'm back again after a two-week hiatus, and I feel like I should clarify just one little thing. I am not a rodent. Okay, I, I know that there's like a, a trend going on that the other Laser Time shows have rodent mascots. I'm a procyonid, okay? I have adorable little hands and rummage and trash. I do not have teeth that grow out at a constant rate, forcing me to gnaw on your valuables in order to keep them trim. No, no, I am a useful member of society, unlike any capybaras or chipmunks or any other four-footed animals that you might have seen on previous shows. And I just want to say they are very cliquish and do not treat me well at all. They, they exclude me from their gatherings. I do not get Facebook invites. <sighs> if they offer me drinks, it's usually something that they've shed into. It's, uh, it's just not a very good social scene around here for furry things. But I'm not here to tell you about my problems with my coworkers. I'm here to tell you how to support Vigigame Apocalypse real easy now, go to patreon.com slash lasertime. Donate, and you'll get access to a bunch of new shows that you wouldn't ordinarily. You'll get to watch things like Hank Gilbert stumbling around drunkenly on camera while he's supposed to be doing commentary for a movie. It's hilarious, and you'll only get it through Patreon. If, on the other hand, you're like, yeah, I don't need all that extra content. I'm fine with what I have, but I still want to support you guys. Well, you're in luck, because all you have to do is subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate and review us. Give us five-star reviews. That's probably one more than I have fingers on my adorable raccoon hands. Uh, I can't actually count, but I know five is the only number as far as you're concerned. If you want to spend money on us and get a direct return on your investment, well, we've got something for you there, too. You may have noticed that there are Amazon links down the right side of lasertimepodcast.com. Click on them. And you don't even have to buy the thing you click on. You can search for something else, and as long as it's in the same session, we'll get a little cut kicked back to us. It costs Amazon some money, and you get a thing that you wanted, and everyone wins, except Amazon. But we get money, and you get a thing. It's a great arrangement. You know, finally, just tell a friend. Go up and say, hey, friend, there's a show called Vigigame Apocalypse, and they'll be like, oh, whoa, 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 I'm just going to stop you there because I know that Vigigame Apocalypse is a wonderful show with an intelligent and charming raccoon who I have romantic feelings for, even though I'm an attractive human and not a raccoon myself. And I will listen to this show on my own without your prompting. And you'll be like, okay, well, that sounds... Good, I hope you have a nice life, and then you never talk to them again. You find new friends, because those people are freaks. And you know what? Even though you're attracted by human standards, I am not interested in your hairless, skinny ass, okay? I want a fat, round, furry rump that belongs to a raccoon of whatever my preferred gender is. You, you, you guys just stay out of my sex life, okay? And on that note, I'm going to return you back to the show and go off and do raccoon things. See you next week, people. <laughs> And we're back. It sounds like Seinfeld 2099. That means I won. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's the victory noise from Splatoon. Ah, yes. Who's Wonderful ready music. to talk about some bitch games? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. oh, man. Well, let's just jump right in with this big old segment we call... We are the new releases. They are releasing I hope they're cherished this week. Yakuza 5. Yeah. Yes. How fucking cool is that? Uh, how it's fucking so weird cool. is that? Mm-hmm. It, like, it's being dumped into one of the last release weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we didn't think we were going to get it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, download only on PS3. Oh, they, like, that's the weird part. Dave was bitching about it. Downloads. It's also sub only, so take that, dubheads. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the last 
like every Yakuza game after the first one, I think, was subbed. Yeah. It was, yeah, because yeah. they're like, we don't want to hire Michael Madsen this. anymore. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> no. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook, get out of here. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Hamill? Fuck off. Mark Hamill eat a dick. I did, Battlefront couldn't afford uh, Mark, Mark Hamill. I yeah, sincerely no. doubt you could. Now that he's in his uh, second acting job of the last 30 years. <laughs> yes. Hey, he does stuff. What's he really, does. Um, he was in The Giver. The oh, Giver. Not the Live Giver. action version. No, not uh, MacGyver, The Giver. Look it up. What were we talking about? What I find really Games, interesting. New releases. Which, Yakuza 5. Yakuza 5. That, that, Dave Sorry, was bitching Bob. that he That's has it. a 60 gigabyte PS3. Right. And it's 50 gigs. Heidi's in the yep, same boat. I'm in the same boat. That's why I couldn't play Fatal Frame on Wii U. But mm-hmm. uh, I have a 250 gig uh, PS3, so I have to delete half of my things to uh, <laughs> play this game. But what I like about the series is, like, I think when it came out in 2006, I think the first game came out in America, mm-hmm. everyone was like, this is a Japanese Grand Theft Auto, but it's not really. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a Japanese. RPG, yeah, like an open world Japanese. Well, RPG. I think it's a Grand Theft Auto RPG. Yes, it's it's way more RPG than you would expect. I think it's, but it's that's why I like it's, it. It's I've only played the first one, but it just feels like <laughs> what Shenmue may have eventually found itself being. Yes, like having balance out its own bullshit. I will say yes. it in is, minutia. It is and the better Shenmue, and now maybe. that there's like Yakuza Zero is taking place in the 80s, it's like yes. you've just made Shenmue Even what it should better. have been. Yeah, yes. exactly. That is yeah. what I'm yeah. so excited about, Yakuza Zero. Oh God, yes, I have this huge like hashtag. Oh, what was the thing? Uh, Hmm. What do you think they kept on saying in Lady Count in uh, Jesus Christ? Holy fuck! I'm ruining my own jokes. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll edit around it. Lady. Yes, the uh, the Ubisoft press conferences where uh, what's her nuts was talking about like uh, Lady Boner. Or oh, I used to talk. Gir- Girlwood. Yes, it was Girlwood. Girlwood. I have intense Girlwood for <laughs> 1980s Japan as a setting yeah. because what, based on those press conferences, I've heard that she's also tall. Oh, she's yeah. very she's tall. enormous. Yes. Yeah. But she points it out several thousand times. Well, I have news for you, Heidi. <laughs> yes. If you go to Japan right now, yes. everything looks 80s. It really <laughs> you, you, can, you, can tell, you can tell where the culture peaked. Uh, like you, every time you go to Japan. When the bubble happened, rather. It, yep. That's, that's what I yeah. see every time. It's like camera this, camera that, 80s font. Um, yeah. <laughs> Back when cameras were like the preeminent electronic device you could go out and what buy. What their best buy is called fucking camera. Yep, Yodobashi camera. For like maybe three or four decades, America's new Japanese by the the stereotype of the, the Japanese tourist taking pictures of the nice camera. Yes. Yes. So like, oh, that's not what I was getting at. But okay. now we can. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's time we take these things to task. Yeah, it's it's like that, I love that that stereotype existed for so long. Yeah. And then the iPhone comes out. Every one of you look like a Japanese tourist all the time. Constantly. I remember <laughs> all the time going to Akihabara with uh, Christian Nunn, mm-hmm. a friend of the show. Well, not not really since he's never been on, but uh, we were like looking at all these little stores, and he's like, "Yeah, let's go to Yodobashi Camera." I'm like, "That sounds awful. It's great. I don't want to go to a camera store. It's great. It's, it's so seven great. stories tall, has a whole action like adult toy floor, and not adult toys in like cocks and and pocket. But pussies. those two, yeah. Uh-huh. But but it's just like all like those like seventy dollar Toy Story posable toys. Like that's uh-huh. all it is. With creepy Woody face. Oh, I got the creepy yeah. Woody. I got. Oh it. man, I got. Oh, you got the one that wasn't fixed. Uh, no, I, I think so. I have it. I have a bunch of pictures of him posing with Monster Hunter monsters. I've seen so many good pictures of that creepy Woody face. It's it's great. It's yeah. the I, I threw away all the other faces. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, I, we didn't talk about. I don't think you guys talked about Xenoblade uh, Chronicles. We didn't X. because, like Brett, we were supposed to stream it today, but Brett didn't get his copy. Um, well, mine came late from Amazon yeah. too. I got oh, it like. By Saturday. the way, you're gonna have to download like 10 gigs of files. Yeah, as well, I believe there's so. a. Yes. I did that ahead of time because somebody pointed it out on Twitter. It's like yeah. make sure you download like these 15 gigs of files, and I found 
like the Wii U has its own storage weirdness. It's, it's where awful. like I bought like uh, I had like a 64 gigabyte USB stick mm-hmm. uh, shoved in there, and like I'll I'll get a 128 one and expand mm-hmm. it even more. Then I got that, and it's like you, you can, can only, only use one, one of these. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you filthy pirate. You have if you want to use the big one, you have to move everything onto it, and like. <sighs> I love it because Henry can't play. We were talking about that game in Devil's Third. Henry does not. He's got the the white basic model. It is not an option. Is he, it like mm. 32 gigs or 16 even? It's eight. Eight? Oh, eight my gigs. God. Oh. Like, so, like, I love my Wii U and I love Nintendo stuff. I probably play more 3DS, but I've just playing we bloated up today to mess around with Splatoon like that is the worst piece of shit system in the universe that that was launched in the last three years the architecture is pretty bad it's insane like the amount like the amount of time it takes to get to the home menu when I shut my copy of Super Mario (laughs) Brothers 2 a 2 megabyte game and that it takes a full fucking minute and a half to get back to the, the thing menu. Is, it used to be Wait, a... that's only supposed to be like 64 kilobytes. I know, you yeah. see, but you see what I'm saying. It used like, to be much worse, if you can believe it. it, like, it, it that's, was, that's it was the a lot worse version. Before. That's what Henry yeah. said. Like, this is the improved version. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, so, so Henry bought the, uh, what was it we called? Like the uh, lower end Xbox 360 arcade Uh-oh. units when they first came out? Uh, arcade units? Not yeah, my well... words, but it was called the Tard Pack. Oh, Bob, <laughs> I'm ashamed of you. Bobby. Bobby. As an SJW, I'm I'm in the uh, I'm in the hell of my own making. Hoisted right by your own petard. Yeah, but uh, that was the common uh, the common parlance for the. Yeah, that, if, that if I, was, ne- I never told that story because it is an awesome story. Uh, I, Henry pre-ordered his Wii U at Target, uh, the deluxe model, uh, and Dave didn't. And I just fucking had the bug up my ass like that night. Uh, I think I'm going to show up at Target at o- opening and try and see if I can get a Wii U the day it launches. I get there. Hope no one sees me. Uh, and of course, Dave is in line. And, 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 and Dave and I get there right to see another awesome, and I do not dislike this man at all, but this is how hard it was to get a Wii U, watching Adam Sessler be turned away oh by a target God. person who recognizes him like there is no way. He's like You're... a Duke or Baron of the gaming world. <laughs> yes. Yes. And getting yeah. turned away trying to get his Wii U as well at my local Target. So we go in there, and uh, Dave's like, he had pre ordered the basic one because Target got 10 Wii U's. Basic and deluxe, oh, five, wow. five of each. And he and he goes in there. He's like, "Yeah, I pre-ordered uh, this Wii U." And he's like, "Which one did you pre-order?" And it says just so clearly, "Basic." Uh, Dave's just like the deluxe. He's like, "Whatever," and just give he, he, uh, he gives him the deluxe. Henry pre-ordered the deluxe, and by the time he got there to pick it up, only the white one was left. And he's like, "What the fuck am <laughs> so I going to got Dave's basic?" Dude, I don't even know how they're still friends. Like they Jesus. sit here to this day, and like Dave sold his Wii U out from under him. That's amazing. Like, I assume that the that generation was the first. That was the first console you didn't need to stand in line for because I remember yeah. like um, I was working at one of at the time, and uh, my boss Jeremy was like, "Oh, uh, Wii U's are on pre-order now." I'm like. I can just go to a website and order one. And I was like, I didn't believe it the entire way. I'm like, okay, uh, credit card information, my address. But oh, I have one. I, th- this shouldn't happen because, like, <laughs> if you remember the last generation, we Wii's. Yeah, you had to wait I like went, eight I months to get lines. a Wii. Yep. Basically, if, mm-hmm. if you didn't get one immediately, and, and like that, that was something new to me. Like, I can just order one. I got really lucky, Chris Demello. If you're out there, <laughs> thank you for uh, bumping me up to the GameStop line. Uh, some weird games coming out this week for different platforms. Uh, Hell Divers is coming to PC. Oh, that's a great that game is really game. fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Among the Sleep is coming to PS4. Mm. 
Is that the uh, game where you play a child? Yes, okay. where you're like a, a literal. It's a baby game. And then you're playing as a baby, and there are monsters. You have to use your hands. I think to play Dave, it. Dave was worried about the PlayStation experience announcements would <laughs> so fuck up the new releases this week because yeah. practically everything came and it's on Vita right now. Yeah, and it's on Vita right now, and it's on Vita right now. Uh, Hashtag and Vita. And Vita. Well, <laughs> quite a lot of that. Oh, I wanted to actually talk about Xenoblade because I, I did start on it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, I already did a pre, like, a semi-review review for right, GamesBeat yeah. because um, online stuff wasn't really working all that well by that time. On a Nintendo platform? Come on! <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Controversial uh, opinion. I don't think you need to finish a game to review it. But mm-hmm. I Same. think, like... Um, Me too. I, I admire everyone who finishes Xenoblade to review it. Like, my friend Jose yeah. Otero from IGN, he, mm-hmm. like basically wasted a weekend just finishing the game like spending 78 hours with it to give it a review so I'm like uh, my hat's off to you but I would have been like 45 hours in okay that's enough enough Xenoblade for me yeah there's, there's yeah. I, I, we've always said that there's not much a game can do after 40 hours of like I understand this what can it possibly do right. after this like well we're gonna get rid of all the visuals and you're gonna have to play the game via sound for the next 10 hours now it's a cart racer oh well that's that's definitely worth, worth a strike, strike of one point yeah but yeah, it's, you know, yeah. I, I spent a couple of hours on it and then was like, this is starting off really slow and I really want to play Metal Gear. <laughs> so well, I'm playing I'm, go do that. I'm playing the 3DS version of Xenoblades and it it starts out remarkably fast for a JRPG in it my does, opinion. Yeah, and you're immediately doing stuff. Yeah, and it, it, all the stuff I hate about the drag of our uh, JRPGs isn't isn't evident in there. I'm still slogging through it just because it's so big. Uh, but I'm excited about uh, what is it? Chronicles X. Yes, Chronicles, Chronicles X, yeah. is my stuff. second least favorite title to use in a game. Uh, it, it could have been Origins, right? It could have been Origins, yes. or another. My second least favorite, Unleashed. How about Revelations? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's only been done a couple times. But Chronicles is just stupid. JRPGs do it all the time. Chronicles, like, what if you took that word out and just. The, everything that came after Xenoblade it. Legend. Z- Z- Whenever Z- anyone talks Xenoblade. about Xenoblade, that's what the, that's what people are going to call it. That's yeah. <laughs> just take it out. No take one, no out. one ever says Chronicles when they say yes. Xenoblade. Yes. You're right, but I mean, does this does this fall seem particularly clogged with open world games that take eight thousand hours to finish? <laughs> yes, and I, I couldn't mean, be happier. Are we? Is this like a new thing? Because it, like I feel like uh, particularly in 2015, like we have so many games that are just like Fallout Five, Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> another Assassin's Creed. Um, Fall. Wait, I said Fallout Four, right? Um, and then uh, Xenoblade. I, I, yeah, because of Five. Like, uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Yeah, because of Five. You're right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and also things that came out a little earlier in the year, Witcher Three, Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel just right. wonderful about it. Maybe us. every I game. I love it. Like the, the the de facto format is open world, but I feel like this year in particular, it just like. I'm getting 30 hours into every one of these, and the new one comes out, and I'll play that for 30 more hours, and then, like, the new one comes mm-hmm. out, so, like... Uh, and then Yakuza 5, I'm downloading that as I sit here and talk to you, so I don't know if I'm going to finish any game. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Here's something you can play. It's technically a new release. I did like the idea of it, the um, Sparrow Racing in Destiny, because what they basically announced and unlocked immediately was an official mod. Like, these little sparrows you only use to traverse the universe to get to and from created, like, a weird little Mario Kart Mm. style missions where you you can gain items by doing it now uh it's just really weird because it fucks with the mechanics completely changes the controls but now they're in within destiny there is a racing game there is a mario kart racing game and what in just the only the thing that's beautiful about it is the tracks are just like a best of of the game so like every kind of game character and element 
is littered throughout the track and can kind of interact with you. It doesn't really do anything. Cool. But it's just really neat that someone... It's, it just feels like an, uh, an unofficial mod made official. Yeah, uh, it's... Uh, Final it's Fantasy fourteen recently... Mm-hmm. Someone recently added Chocobo Racing. Mm-hmm. And it's like weird that they built that into an MMO engine, but it works. <laughs> and I and I waste time on it, so it, work, oh, it works for me. you're the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one MMO I've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> I can talk about Dryasburst Chronicle Saviors, right? Uh, I don't know what that Wait, is, what but is it? go. Uh, Darius Wars Chronicle Saviors, uh, the newest game in the long-running Darius series of Arcane Cheaters. Uh, I actually, I, don't, I actually I, do not recognize it. I think it. of it as Darius. I so. think of it as Darius, too, because yeah. I, I knew people named Darius. La, la, so. la, la, la. But yes, yeah. please. You're but standing yeah, on um, the ship. I, I, saw it and <laughs> I saw it, and I saw, oh, 60 bucks, and I remembered your tweet about, like... Making fun of that attitude, and I'm like, I'm still not buying. Oh, it. so you were the one who was tweeting about it? Yes, I did see tweets about it. It was you. Yes, <laughs> zero chan. Wow, me talking about weird, obscure Japanese games. That's on Steam? not never. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's sixty bucks on PS4. It's fifty on Steam, and it's forty on PS Vita. And it huh. is an arcade shooter, which that price might seem pretty ludicrous. And then you realize that you know stuff like Hyper Duel on Saturn is reaching three hundred bucks nowadays. Mm-hmm. So they premium priced it. It's meant for like fans of the genre, and mm-hmm. this is a long running series. It's a game that has. It, it's not entirely a linear shooter. Well, it's it consists of two games basically. It consists of a port of Dryasburst AC, which was an arcade game and had a really elaborate setup. It was two HD screens wide, and if you're playing on the PC version, you can actually. You can actually play it using two monitors. Ooh. Otherwise, it just smushes it into one HD screen. I was, was going to ask about that as a joke because I remember, like, from the arcade versions, like the the ones with like the Ninja Warriors three panels of. Oh uh, yeah, but display. you need to have one monitor sitting flat with a mirror reflecting it towards you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And uh-huh. it's also got a mode called CS, which is basically mission-based gameplay, and you go through these sets of stages, and you like have predetermined loadouts and ships and things like that and it's a really good game there's a lot of content like $50 seems expensive but they packed a lot into it so you don't just go from beginning to end there's a lot of missions there's a lot of variables a lot of things to unlock like uh, I, I think people are just accustomed to not paying premium prices yeah. for certain genres anymore. Oh, sure, yeah. But this is also one of those those series that, like, I, gu- I guarantee you, this will never go on sale. No, no, <laughs> ever. Well, it's mm. also one of those things where it's like, I feel like with the Super NES era, like we we got to the point where like it's no longer enough to pay for a full arcade experience like it has to have something more like starting in the playstation era like it has to have new modes or something yeah like a range mode or whatever yeah Yeah. does it have stuff like that ah yes you've got everything from the arcade version like i said you've got chronicle saviors which is something like it's ridiculous like 300 some missions Hmm. in that and a bunch of new and unique ships you can unlock the ps4 version comes with a digital copy of a book that's basically the history of the Darius series, so you get to see all the awesome like ship designs, all, all of them based on like fish and sea life oh, yeah, and all yeah. this cool stuff. So uh, there's a lot of love that went into this. It's like I said, it's pricey, but if you like shooters and you like this series, it is an absolute must buy. What if I like the series and I don't like shooters? Ooh. Who 
are you? Yes. <laughs> an alien. Yeah. You don't like shooters, what? you're an American. Speaking of people who don't like shooters, I'm... Devil's Third is oh, this week. Oh, I have to say, okay, I moved to the Bay Area in 2011, and at that time, three games were on the verge of coming out. Devil's Third, Shadows of the Damned, and Killer is Dead. <laughs> and I, I, I could not tell the difference between any of them. <laughs> even, though, even though they're all very different games, I just assumed they were all like these esoteric Japanese shooters. So now the final one of these coming is coming out like on the fifth anniversary of me moving out here, basically. Mm-hmm. So well, the, the the way to tell the difference, judging by reviews, is that Devil's Third is the really really bad. One. <laughs> it's even worse than Killer is Dead. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at uh, GameSpot right now, and it's it's sitting there with a three based on the Euro version. I think because we wanted to stream it, but like we can't. We're not a real business who can pay sixty dollars for garbage, and like, <laughs> yeah, it, we can't it, it, do that. We irony want to. dollars spends to. the same as real dollars. Everybody sadly. wants to, to get it, but it's it's the Metacritic is around four. Um, and it was it is Fat Henry brought up that just like that Nintendo Direct was like, and we have this coming out in December, and this, and this, and Devil's Third. Anyway, anyway, like this this, <laughs> this game we're publishing and funding, they don't want you to know about it. I mean, they promoted Animal uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Party over that, and that game is such fucking garbage. It looks like trash to me. Yeah, I mean, is it a Godaki? Is his uh, career salvageable at this point? I don't know. Like, what I think a... he mostly spends his time like taking pot shots at Tecmo on Facebook these That's days. It? Okay, it, it is weird in this business. If you want to be a renegade anything, you better have a giant corporation getting yeah. your back. Yeah. Um, In which case, you're not really a renegade. Are yeah, you? exactly. Yeah, I have to wonder, like, what is he going to do next? And, like, I feel like his last good game was probably Ninja Gaiden, the yeah. uh, reboot. Yes. Sigma or something. And that was yeah, Ninja over Gaiden a decade Black, ago. Yeah. I think. It's Black. Uh, yeah, and Henry was, he, he's interviewed him several times, including for Devil's Third. Like years ago, uh, and he and he just he said he posited that he might have been a little less friendly to him, knowing that Nintendo wasn't going to market this at all. So why why talk to Westerners about a game? Y'all be not... haters, don't hate exactly. my game. Exactly, <laughs> there it is. His English is impeccable. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, he's... But do we know why it was delayed so long? Like I said, uh, I moved out here almost five years ago, and this game was on the brink of coming out, yeah. seemingly. And then, like uh, Killer's Dead, Shadows of the Dam came I, out, I, and this game was just like, what? What happened to it? I think that that that's just I don't know. I like, think uh... when you read about Japanese development, like the idea of sitting on a game and refining it for like up to six, seven years, like. It's a business model that does not work anymore. It was anymore. in the Rodea the Sky Soldier vault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think it's more like you've got these auteurs who want to yeah. just get remake perfect. everything and get it perfect, mm. but they don't have anybody over them saying, okay, you have to get this done right now, buddy. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, uh, things go to shit. Yeah. yeah. It took me a long time to adjust to working for myself and like po- imposing my own deadlines. Right. Because I can... Uh, I don't care if it's late; it's going to be perfect. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. you got to impose your own deadlines, and yep. if you don't know how to do that. Is, is this on? Is the multiplayer on Steam already? I, no, uh, for no. Devil's Third, like I mean, it's a Wii U exclusive. Yeah, no, the multiplayer, uh, the, the multiplayer, the multiplayer is on PC. Yeah, oh, the wow, multiplayer okay. component is on. I Weird. think on Steam right That's now. Dumb as hell. <laughs> it's, it does seem ridiculous, but it also seems like Nintendo doesn't it's care that much play. about the, the game they're publishing. Um. I, I, I de- I'm desperate to see it. I really am. I do want to see how just how bad it could possibly be. Just mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just it's the, the train wreck nature is appealing to and me. I say I'm des- not going to pay sixty bucks to see it. Though. I say desperate to see it, but it's been on YouTube and available in London, er, yeah. England, and Japan for months. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what else is free to play on PC? Was that? Hey, what the hell? Wait, cancel that. There's one big new release this week that you completely missed. What are we missing? 
Are it you might be the one I'm about to talk about. I bet it's not, but go ahead. Because you're gonna have to, I'm gonna make you play the new releases jingle again. Shadow it's, Complex ooh, is free on PC. It's free now. It is free on PC. Yes, remastered. I'm gonna need the new releases. And I'm one of those no, jerks who was like, I don't want to give Orson Scott card my money, so now I can <laughs> play it. Finally, I'm it's, free from my SJW prison. It's Yay! Really, it's yeah. really, it's really, it's really good. And, and then you find out, oh, you're not actually giving him your money because he was just contracted to write books based on it. That's he didn't true. actually write it. But um, um, I mean, like, I have a new release to talk about. I'm gonna need to hear that sting, otherwise I can't do it. Just bring it. Uh, come on, give me no, the no, sting. No. <laughs> it's, I, no, it's the biggest new release of the week. I bet well, you wish you knew what it was. I I, I guess uh, we'll just have to move no, on. No, don't do this. <laughs> I want to talk about it. So Cookie bad. Mama, talk about it. I gotta nine. hear the sound, Michael. It's not right. You don't have to hear the just sound. Just give me the sound for no seconds. It's a matter of principle now. In the escape, you are not in control of the show. Hold, hold on, hold, hold on, guys. These are the new releases, everybody cherish them. Thank Christ. Okay. Uh, Earth Defense Force 4.1, oh, right. yes. The Shadow of New Despair, which took me 800 tries to get. Yes. Uh, wow, the Earth Shadow Defense of Force New Despair. It's 2025 on PS4. Is it? It's a remaster it's, of 2025 it's a remaster with expanded with ex- stuff. Expansion. A fucking confusing title for what is kind yes. of one of my favorite series ever. And to emphasize that, because I get a ton of shit complaining about story and games, and like why it's not all that important. And EDF is so fucking streamlined and wonderful to me. I just as an experiment, um, guys, I developed a new game. Ask, oh. ask me anything. Uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> ask yes. me anything about the game. How murdery is it? How murdery is it? Well, that's interesting. Um, our character has a fascinating backstory, which you'll be uh, you'll be able to learn in the first twenty minutes of cutscenes. Ask me another question. Hmm. Will I care about any of those cutscenes? Um, well, it's a game, but you're really gonna like the way we set up the relationship with his wife. Oh, uh, is, is there room for brand sponsorship? Like, um, if, I'm, if I'm a streamer <laughs> and I need my logo in there. But see, but my, my point is that it's like the questions you'd normally ask about a game revolve around genre and gameplay. Mm. And every game I see, especially from the West, seems so up its ass about its story and its characters rather than talking about what kind of game it is. Whereas EDF is like, bug, guy, fight, <laughs> now. Like, and like, that's all it is. There's no pretense. I love it. So fucking much. It is so stupid and fun to play. It just it doesn't give a shit about the pretense of story. Those I love are my uh, most fun E three demos. Seeing, yeah, uh, D four publisher is that who makes it? D three. D three. D three makes it, but I, I think Henry had mentioned that they don't publish games in the West anymore. I see. So Xseed has has taken up publishing details. Okay, it was twenty thirteen that I last had a demo, but it was it was fun. It was just so relaxed, and like the PR person was just having fun showing things off. And it's, like, oh look at that! It's wow. so over the top and ludicrous, and delivers like just an endless wave of like variations on a shooting gallery. It is so. Much much fun and so rewarding to play, and I can completely understand people looking at it and saying, "I'm not going to pay 50 bucks for that." It's rough. To, it's rough around the edges. It's the textures are kind of technically bad. However, filling the screen uh, with hundreds of alien ants, spiders, and spaceships and giant robots that you just there's barely a reload mechanic. It's just unlimited ammo. Take this shit out. Unlock new shit while you do it. Yeah. I love EDS. It is super, super fun. It is really fun. It's out, and we, we streamed it today, and you can find that on YouTube.com slash Network. On PS4 uh, and Vita. On PS4. They're different games, I think, technically. I don't really huh? understand. I think so. Like, it's EDS something 2 for Vita, and it's hmm. definitely not cross-buy. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the PS4 version, just seeing seeing that amount of silliness in, like, 1080p 60 frames a second is really fun. Really, really fun. It performs very well. Like, it's just, it's just, I just love it. It's, 
We're just a shooter. Giant bugs. It's still thriving. Yeah. I I wish it was bigger in America because, like, the things you really like about shooters, that's all this game is. Like there's not there's no cutscenes there's no DLC no Kevin Spacey <laughs> like yeah there's no there's no characters it, like everybody just says while you're playing just say, we gotta get out of here or go get those bastards and you can actually cue your team to sing chants with you like and that's that's all there really is for dialogue or story it's just it's just fucking game 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 all the time I love EDF. Well, we're still technically in the news section. Son so of I'm, a bitch! I'm afraid you're gonna have to find a news angle for this. Uh, it's. Out. Yes, thank you. Now, just all right. EDF is still good. It's Yay! Still good. It, 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 I can't Kill tell bugs. you what changed about it other than the classes are a little more refined, and uh, but just so much fucking fun. I have it paused in the other room right now. Mm. Cannot wait to go play it again. Uh, so, the Humble Bundle this week. Did you guys see what they put up? I didn't yes, hear about this. SNK games. Oh my god, like 22 SNK games that you can get for like 10 bucks. And I asked Heidi All about from it. From the Neo Geo era on PC. You didn't seem excited about it for some reason. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of them are not particularly good ports. I'm confu- But I'm really confused as to where they came from. Because only a few of them, like Metal Slugs, which I love Metal Slug, and like I bought those on Steam, it's the Steam versions, and there's like a couple King of Fighters games on Steam. Mm-hmm. The rest of that shit has not released anywhere other than like yeah. a cartridge ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's, uh, we've seen a rash in the last couple of years of Japanese publishers saying like, there's a new market on PC, there's a, a market we haven't touched on PC, let's just dump all of our old shit on there, Well, there's and a huge great. stigma in Japan, it's a, it's a porn machine in Japan. Like, Is it really? Yeah, they yep. don't like, they think it's a land of pirates and porn, yeah. and games don't belong that there. That does explain the, I had a weird interview with, like, uh, President, some, somebody high up at From Software Obama? years ago, oh. <laughs> uh, talking about uh, when Dark Souls came to PC, I, I'm sure I've told this story a hundred times before, but uh, was just interviewing him and, like... Just asking the very basic, obvious question of like, why bring this to PC? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't play games on PC. I don't know anyone if, who plays on I, PC. I, Namco's making me do if, this. If we, ne- if we, I, I don't know how much I can mention it because I'm, so I was working with people at Namco when I was at PC Gamer on a cover story because like in. The reality was Japan didn't understand what the PC was, but there was that petition that started, and 400,000 people signed it in a week. And they're like, well, I guess we have to pay attention to this. There was no PC games from Namco at all. petition for a certain game to come over? It was Dark Souls. Oh, Dark Souls. It was, okay. it was, it was the first Dark Souls. That's right, yeah. And, like, and like, we were literally not only working on a big cover feature for it, it, it all fell through, but it, but it was like also like... Some people in America from Namco needed help convincing Japan oh, yeah. that there was a market because they just didn't. They don't understand it. They don't understand it at all. And and, and PC Gamer was going to try and help. Them. I think <laughs> like I, help uh, Japan understand why their game might need to be on PC. At, at E3 of twenty twelve, I had a similar interview that you did, Michael, where I I, I saw the Dark Souls uh, uh, PC version with a new DLC, and like mm-hmm. the first thing they told me, and this is on the record, they're like, we don't have a lot of experience with PC yes. games, so please excuse like yeah. issues because like we're we're new to do into doing this. Like, yeah, and I were up front I about was it. working on like sidebar features, like this is from software's first PC game. Ever. Yeah. they've never developed for the platform, have no idea what it's like. But the thing is. They totally owned it because Dark Souls 2 on PC is like the definitive yeah. version. Like, yeah. So was the first yeah. one. The first one, uh, maybe, maybe give or take a fan. You mod. have to you have to download the thing to like unlock the frame mm-hmm. rate. But Dark Souls 2 is 60 FPS out of the gate. Yeah, and it just is perfect. Like mm-hmm. they they learn from their mistakes. That's, sure. I loved playing Dark Souls 2, but going back to my 360 and that muddy. Like I really did hate. I just bought all these new consoles, and like I think I would have played it more had I just bought the PC version. You never know; bad graphics are bad until you see better ones. Yeah, (laughs) put it in a box. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, 
Ports are bad. Ports are not like. There's a lot of fantastic games here. Garu Mark of the Wolves, Twinkle Star Sprites, uh, twi- Shock Troopers, Shock Troopers. Shock troopers. I, like, I fucking Christ. love Shock Troopers. Isn't, isn't uh, like Nom seventy six on there? Uh, no, no. I did. I think I, I got the year wrong. Because I'm, I'm long would, after Vietnam. I would ended. love to get this, but I think a lot of them are playable in browser. Yeah, and that's I've never had good luck with mm. that, like with any game. But maybe because I have like seven hundred thousand tabs open at a time. But well, I mean, one it's like it's ten the... bucks no. or more to get them all. So. Yeah, yeah. I will say I don't think it's a matter of them unlocking the technology because I was emulating these games perfectly <laughs> in the nineties. <laughs> so I think it was like a matter of you said, Chris, yeah. that they realized the market exists and like it was. It's not hard to make an emulator for a, a, a piece of hardware from nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, well, if we've never we've never emphasized that, like I, I have worked at a Japanese company, they're terrified of pirates. And, like, consoles are almost little more than copyright protection. And, like, in Japan, pirates don't really exist. It's a very obedient society that doesn't break a lot of rules. And, like, the idea that, like, we could put this anywhere and people would just take it? No. We'll never bring it here. We're never going to do that. Heidi, what were you going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, Uh right. Uh, One friend of mine on Twitter... Uh, one of my friends on Twitter apparently like went into some of the files. Like she bought the pack, mm-hmm. she went in and found out that some of the ROMs that are included can run on Mame. So I don't <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, wow. I do not doubt this. I do not doubt this at all. But but Metal Slug alone. Every Metal Slug for ten bucks. Then again, uh, if you've downloaded this stuff, you probably need. You probably owe it to SNK just out of like residual guilt. Yeah, yeah. Who owns Probably. SNK now? Uh, is it like SNK Playmore? Playmore or... Leto. It's like it's I, a Chinese Jared company. Leto. Okay. I have, I have, I, I'll just say, like, I have zero reservations about piracy if it's for something that is not, yeah, not available. readily available. Yeah. but the second they print. put their shit on Steam, I am buying. It. But that's yeah. that's the thing I, I was saying to Hank earlier that like. If this isn't on Steam, I don't want it on my computer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, like I don't. There is that too? I don't want to manage this fold like this other folder somewhere on my computer. Yeah, I don't like, want this at all. If you change computers, what will happen? Yeah, to yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I don't. Want, I don't want to deal with this at all. And like that's my. I don't know why I'm trepidatious towards it. It's fucking ten bucks. For trepidatious. Fuck's sake. Did, I say, did I say it right? Yeah, it just sounded um, like bodacious. Bodacious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to sound bogus. <laughs> Chris, your computer wants to upgrade to Windows 10. It's Don't very do it. About Don't this. do it. It's worth it. Don't do it. Pornhub does not work on Windows 10. <laughs> Along with many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, the big, big news that people are losing their shit about this week. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be episodic. I know! No! I Split into it. four parts. I, I, I wish... Is there any more information? Uh, four parts. There, there is some. Yeah, four parts. So... The, apparently, they've been saying that the scope of the game that they're going for, like, it would be impossible to fit what they have in uh, mind bullshit. into the size of a standard game. What I, I hear when they yeah. say that is Tetsuya Nomura has no concept of schedules, and we're <laughs> and just going that. to let him fuck off. Well, that's... Yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, like anyone else could make this, but they still don't... I mean, with Tetsuya Nomura, they cannot make a game in the scope of a normal game, because imagine, like... Um, and I think you guys have pointed this out before. Mm. Like, uh, he did not ship a single game mm. console game throughout the entire Gen Seven, like Xbox 360, PS3. Yeah. Like, no more did mm. not ship one console game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and, now, and now he's in charge. Is he the one in charge of my precious Kingdom Hearts Three? I think they booted him off of that. Yeah. One too. Wow. I mean, not good. He was. But good. He was for a while. 
and then it's like, no, Mara, you, you actually got to get shit done. I, here, the excuse I'll buy is that, like, you want to finish other parts of the game and release some of them ahead of time. And, like, what's the fu- but what's the fucking schedule behind this? Because if it's two years, it's not mm-hmm. going to matter. And, and like, the, the idea, here, and here's the reality. A bunch of people's heard of Final Fantasy VII. A lot of people haven't played it. Yeah. And a lot of people who will try and play it and will be turned off immediately. <laughs> and so, like, releasing it episodically, I think, is a huge mistake. Yeah. Like not not just like because I'm sure people, blah blah blah. They're gonna gouge us thirty dollars an episode. That might be the case, but uh, and also you won't be able to go like back from the area that's introduced in one episode to another. Apparently, hey, yeah. what? Like if if you if you're on episode two, like you can't backtrack and revisit areas from episode that's one. That's terrible. So it loses the free roaming aspect that was part of what made Final Fantasy VII and all of previous Final Fantasies. Now how am I going so to run charming. around and do all that stupid bullshit to raise my chocobos and get knights <laughs> yeah. of the round? But the the uh, the impression that I get from reading their reasoning is that like they're going to like these. These worlds that were just CG backdrops before, they are going to be fully realized, filled with detail. Wow. You can investigate everything. So like every other game. Yeah, ever. exactly. Yeah. And to which I say, like, you know what? Ubisoft makes an Assassin's Creed every year. And those <laughs> yeah. are pretty fucking well, details. I think, because I think the reality is this game's going to come out, and people our age aren't going to review it. Mm. And it's going to get sevens, maybe eights. Mm. And like releasing releasing yeah. it episodically, I'm sure there'll be a season pass. I think that's well, a terrible. I'm, way to go. I'm also sure that's why they're retooling. Mm. Apparently, it's not going to be a turn-based RPG. I think we talked about this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like they're using the 15 engine on it. Right. Yeah. Well, what was the last Square uh, Japanese side console game to be released? Was it was it Lightning Returns? Um, um, I think was... so. Part three. It's the last one yeah. I remember. What about uh, are we talking Fall? about Final Fantasy or just just Square, Square, Square Enix, Enix. Ja- oh, Japan? Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, though that uh, was yeah. Koei. Yeah, who mm-hmm. did that? Oh, and uh, Type Zero HD. Was that still Uh-oh. Square Enix internal or? Yeah. Okay. My point. My point still stands though that mm-hmm. like. I think their last game that was just purely them making the original game was 13 because like uh, two and th- FX uh, sorry FFX 13 2 and 3 were tri-ace for the most part right I think they helped out yeah yeah I mean they, that, but the point is like they cannot make a game on their own they they, they still have problems mm-hmm. making just making a it's console really game they made period. a pretty good demo with that 15 yeah which they're just like now they're committed to updating the demo unbelievable wait did they do yeah. did they do 14 is that in house yeah that's in house oh yeah okay. there we go yeah, yeah. and that's old and then, like, 14 is, like, we fucked up, and here's the new version, which is a lot better. So yeah. that was, like, an insane, like, uh, undertaking. Wow. I, yeah, I just... I, but uh, I love 14. I, I would love to see more information about this, because the last thing I want to see is this... I can't think Oh, of... you know who's co-developing it. Oh, it's uh, yeah, yeah. CyberConnect 2. Yes, the Naruto folks. Oh, right, of course. Yeah. Again, because they I, can't I read that and game I was by themselves. Very excited. Well, CyberConnect 2, like, makes some of the best-looking games yes. ever. And, and ever. guess what else? Ships on time. Yeah. Yes. All the time. Yes. Like, hits deadlines. And I guess I'm saying, thank you for the Christmas card, CyberConnect. They're, like, <laughs> the only Japanese developer that sends me Christmas cards. I mean, like, Asura's Wrath. We've we've seen and played <laughs> that. It was, yeah. a, it was a horrible mistake, but the guy behind it, I forget the name of the director. No, uh, no. He, he, he like would dress up at events and stuff yeah. like oh, that. Oh, like, I was yeah, at yeah. a Namco Bandai event where they were showing uh, Naruto, and he was there. He was dressed as Naruto. Yes, I think mm-hmm. I was at one of those too. Yeah. I was very dismissive of those games until I was forced to play them. No, and I, like they are great. I don't love Naruto enough to know why they're special. But anytime someone tells me like if I if I loved a show this much and there was a game like this, mm-hmm. I would lose my fucking mind. Yep. Yeah, you don't even have to love the show. The, the 
the games do a great job of telling you the story. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, but like the additions that they make and the characters that they add and how they adapt to the storylines. If I if I knew all of that, like if I, if I was a fan who was, a, I love talking to fans about Naruto game. Like Shane Patterson's uh, wife is like huge. She's great to talk to about this, about how great these games are. Wow. But but again, more importantly, they sh- they're used to keeping a deadline, which yeah. no one at Square is. That's true. Uh, speaking of keeping deadlines, Psychonauts Two is uh, mm. been announced and is being crowdfunded. I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. I, I have called, mixed feelings as well. I called it the Resurrection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a new statement I saw today that said, uh, "If you you, you want uh, Brutal Legend Two, fun Psychonauts Two. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want that. That'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can we do something else instead? It's a really cool idea that kind of. I will say what? Psychonauts was a like I love it. B minus game mm. with some great ideas, but I really think the 3D models mutilated the 2D designs, which were fantastic. Mm. So I'm more confident that our new generation of hardware can do justice to the 2D, you know, the, the 2D designs. Wow, I was actually come up with. kind of doubtful that they would hit their goal, but like they went up a million in the last couple days. Wow! Mm. Uh, but they're at 2.1 million out of 3.3 million. You know what yeah. else they're putting out? Was that full throttle remastered? That's pretty crazy. On PS4 oh, and Vita, no. and led to my favorite quote from my girlfriend. I, I want not to. I'm lamenting that. Is you want guys want to go to PlayStation Experience? Like ah, eh. and like it's. I'm at my girlfriend's house and like watching it on a stream. Like, where's this happening? Two blocks from my house. And, like, <laughs> and then, like, instead of helping her cook and clean, I'm watching it on my iPad. Uh. And then I, I love the best line of it though was during the double fine portion, and she, she said she walked by and just like, why is Bobby Moynihan on stage and why does he care so much about Data Tentacle? Uh. And Ha ah, ha, Tim Schafer, you look like Bobby Moynihan. I will say I am a, I consider myself a LucasArts scholar, and I don't think Full Throttle is a great game. I, I recently revisited mm. it. I love okay, Day of the Tentacle, hands down. I think it's the best LucasArts adventure yeah, game. Period. I think, I think that's the consensus. Full Throttle was caught in this weird period where it's like we want to be actiony, but we don't know how to do it. So like a lot of the puzzles in that game are timing based, mm-hmm. which don't give the player enough feedback to know if you're doing the right thing mm. or the wrong thing, or maybe the right thing at the wrong time. So like I was just struggling with it on recent playthrough but do you think that's something they could fix in the they didn't fix the bad puzzles in Grim Fandango yeah like um, I played through it again I'm like this is not a great adventure game I like the characters and story too much to hate it but the puzzles themselves are like a lot of the things a lot of the thing with that game is like the 3D gets in the way of the puzzles dude like like there's a very basic rule of film called the 180 degrees. Exactly, and, yeah. and they break it constantly. And they it's do. So confusing. Even I, navigation's I, like, I got, mm-hmm. there's a room here. Holy mm-hmm. shit! Yeah. I didn't know there was a room here, and there's something mm-hmm. I need in it. But full throttle, I, 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 I'm happy it's coming out again. I'm happy it's available again. I, I really want to see what people think of it though, because I feel like it is. It's really short, and it's a very timing based adventure game, which mm-hmm. I don't know if people are ready for in 2016. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, speaking of things that people are ready for in 2016. What, Mike? Uh, I saw something really cool. Technically, this happened a couple weeks ago, hmm. but I saw the Electronic Frontier Foundation tweeting that uh, the patent that has given us 20 years of boring loading screens is now null and void. It has expired. Yes! I've heard about that. Namco is now not the only company that can legally put mini games into load screens. Namco made a bunch of patents like that. Like, yes. Have you ever seen the the training mode for Tekken 2 where it shows you you know, how to input buttons for certain commands? Oh, great. They had a this. patent mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, wow. It's amazing to know. I mean, like, I think as cool as this news is, like people have broken this patent and 
so many patents are broken because so many patents are essential to making a 3D video game or just a video game in general. Yep. Like, Sega had a patent on switching camera angles, which is yep. why Mario Jesus. 64 used a behind-the-Mario camera because, like, we can't just switch camera angles. Sega has a patent on that. Yep. But then, like, how many games just let you switch camera angles after they're, that? They're like, both violated all the time. And the, the best example of that I love bringing up is, because also in the news, uh, PS2 emulation... Oh, yes, is, is Mark of Cree very publicly patented its combat system, mm. like the the swath radar of connect and assigning buttons to thing, and it made a huge thing out of that, like because the game is fucking great. Oh yeah, that game yeah, is it's, awesome, it's fantastic. And like this is so great, you're gonna want to pay us to use our pat, and nobody did. And, and like th- that was the first time I ever learned about this kind of thing. Uh, some of it working in a Japanese company, and uh, certain fighting games are hampered due to patents held by Namco. Wow. <laughs> so I, I am uh, like. Yeah, certain things that I think would make it easier to learn and better for a newcomer are patented by Namco. But this, this shit in Blades of Steel and like I love playable loading screens. Oh yeah, yeah. holy shit! That's the first game I can remember it in Blades of Steel. Um, Blades of Steel have loading screens. Wait, what, um, yeah, and you would play Gradius um, huh. while, while the game started. Yeah, on an um, NES game. Yeah, was that like the Weird. halftime show or something? Yeah. Or okay, yeah, you would play it. You would play it on the scoreboard. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Huh. Also, I what I back. consider the, my first fighting game. <laughs> that is true. That's really how anybody... Uh, that's the no, reason... That's, anybody actually nobody wanted to play the hockey. hockey. They yeah. wanted to play the fighting game. <laughs> that's how it was advertised. Like, yeah, I want to play this because it's got fights. Mm-hmm. It's like Urban Champion, but with hockey. <laughs> and it doesn't suck. Yeah, there is that. Uh, Res is coming to PlayStation VR. Yay! Yay. Well, I don't give a shit unless it comes with that giant vibrating suit. Like, is there going to be a special edition oh, that costs like 10 That's an investment, grand? I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody who played it at the PlayStation Experience wore that suit and said, Oh my god, this is a life-changing Wait, you didn't experience. just make that up? No. That was a real thing? It's a real thing. Yeah, oh I thought God. there was some rumor that like, there would be a suit like that available or I, something. I love Rez, but I think they if, if they legalized hallucinogenics in Japan, <laughs> Mizuguchi would stop working on Rez because he'd be like, oh, this is what I wanted the whole time. <laughs> uh, and then there was some confusing news about um, whether Ace Combat was VR exclusive because they said that over and over again. Mm-hmm. And like... V, like that the new Ace Combat game is exclusive to PlayStation VR, not the PlayStation, but VR. It's no longer called Morpheus anymore, right? It's no, it's no. just okay. VR. It's PlayStation yeah. VR. I like the Morpheus. Damn do, it. do, Dobus VR. <laughs> I can't ever not think of that. Uh, but uh, it's uh, apparently Namco said it's it's exclusive to. It'll be available on other consoles yeah. probably at some point. Yep. Oh, and System Shock Three has apparently. I heard announced. about that on the stream today. What the fuck is that about? That's way cool. Who's making that? Uh, thankfully, not uh, is uh rational. Not, yeah, or... not Ken Levine. It's yeah, Omni something. Uh, I don't have. I was always confused right where those rights ended up because, like, Ken Levine would lament that he couldn't work on another System Shock game. I think, like, through uh, like I believe it was Electronic Arts that I did... thought it was EA. Yeah, but it, it's like Activision ended up swallowing the IP to so many beloved PC titles accidentally due to like <laughs> yeah. just a, oh, other side entertainment. Is other side, yeah. Sorry. I'm just curious. I, well, good luck to System Shock Three. I guess that's a lot to live up to. Uh, I don't. I, I, I haven't played Apparently that game. Apparently, a lot of the old staff is there, but that could mean like anybody from the team. Yeah, was that Looking Glass Studios? Yeah, that was or? Looking Glass. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just not sure fantastic. what that. I, I remember it being a pioneering force in the, the the field, the medium, but I just don't know what else that series has to offer the world. It was a true uh, uh, first-person FPS back when there was yeah. no Fallout mm-hmm. 3 or, you know, anything like that. Uh, first-person adventure. Ooh. Um, and, uh, oh, Telltale is doing Batman. 
Yeah. I did. So I, yeah, I will remember this. <laughs> uh, I did. I did like the the memery that occurred right after that. It's just a picture of Batman holding a thug with uh, dialogue options, all of which say, "I am Batman." Uh, <laughs> I, the thing is, I heard that they're going to try to take advantage of Batman's detective skills, and I'm, should. I'm waiting for a Telltale game to actually involve some sort of thought. Um, because they are very Other kind of reaction. like, yeah, they are very like these moral quandary puzzles, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of want to see them make actual challenges in these games. I don't think they will because they followed a very, you know, they found a very, you know, reliable formula. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a great chance to actually have the gamer be more engaged yeah. in playing the I game. I mean, as it is, as it's been, like Telltale games have basically been heavy rain with better writing and acting yeah. and less gameplay. Really, really old engine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to see a new one, but but. But the best Telltale game won't accept any arguments. Uh, Wolf Among Us, mm-hmm. like a, a comic detective, works very well within that formula. So should Batman. I'm very excited about that. I'm more. I thought maybe they'd announce the Marvel thing they announced almost a year ago uh, that Marvel was making a Telltale game. Mm. Um, Telltale pertinent. often announces things that they don't end up doing, like uh, King's yeah. Quest. Like that ended up going oh, really? to another studio, oh, which wow. and it's also very good. I love the yeah. new King's Quest. Yeah, the new King's. I mean, uh, we uh, we don't have a new episode yet. It's been four months, but uh, yeah, what the it's fuck? Coming. I just thought about it's that. Coming. I hope so. Yeah, I love um, the new King's Quest. But the uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, somebody who I think had been at Telltale was like, mm-hmm. "Is this going to be the Commissioner Gordon game that we always talked about? Like, <laughs> where where you play as Commissioner Gordon and you have to come into crime scenes and try to make sense of them after Batman's fucked everything um, up and comb your mustache <laughs> uh, aggressively." <laughs> I I have to be honest. That sounds really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really great. cool. If you ever read Gotham PD or mm-hmm. not, not that awful show, but like that's that's what it is. Figuring out the mess that Batman and Joker made after they've made it. Yeah, mm. it, it's a great comic. Looks like he punched these hair samples into the wall. No, it looks like he poisoned the dolls and then made all the cats laugh. Someone's okay. poisoned the dolls. <laughs> and then this made a mouse run at a chicken, which got scared and laid an egg. Uh, Alright, we should get into the community segment. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Are we forgetting about uh yes. about the magical uh magical Kojima snubbing? Oh shit! Yeah. Yes, oh, thank yeah. you. We didn't mention the game awards uh, at all. Which know, I didn't, because that's the only thing I watched of So them. the game awards happened. There, that's all we need to talk about. <laughs> uh, wait, what Witcher one? Was it Witcher? Yeah, I think Witcher Three won. Mm. That was game yeah, the, I mean, that was Goaty. I'm I'm not uh, big on huge big AAA stuff, but yeah, that game that, that's yeah, a damn good video it. game. Yeah. It's not I, my goatee, but it will be wrote, one of I've, them. I've written about this, but I'm just kind of annoyed that there is like this segregated like games for change. Like you didn't make your game with enough money, so also, goodbye. Undertale got fucking snubbed. I agree with that. Yeah, totally. That was sucked. it like Rocket League beat Undertale or something? Well, they're both really think good Undertale games. Undertale was even a nomination. Yeah, no? it, was, it was. It was nominated was it? for okay, okay. three categories. Best All RPG, right. games for change, and what else was it? Uh, games. For, it was best independent game. Yeah. Mm. Which independent game is like encompassing a bunch of stuff in different genres that have zero relation to each other, except it was made by like three guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Why not refine the category? But to that? yeah, game so, made by less than five people. So Konami, yeah. it, it came out somehow. I think no, Jeff Keighley. Said Jeff that Keighley it was just had, went off on the yeah, show. He had invited Kojima, wanted Kojima to come and accept the award for Metal Gear, and apparently he found out Konami. Not only didn't want him to come, but was legally preventing yep. him from coming to accept an award, and, and he's still under some sort of employment contract with them, I guess. Until does that December. run out at the end of the year? December, yeah, December. Yeah. It's so shitty. It's it's outrageously but, shitty that you couldn't make an exception for this. But you have to wonder, like, 
assuming that there are two sides to every story, mm-hmm. what the hell did Kojima do? No, that nothing. They are so pissed at nothing. him. Nothing. You know, I, I respect his masters. I, enough, I worked at right? a Japanese company too. I had to sign a lot of paperwork saying I couldn't say mm-hmm. and do all this stuff under penalty of this and that. And he's way but more. He interested. doesn't. So what's the story no, that we're did. not getting? No, I, I what I would bet is that he was he signed a non like a a, a gag order mm-hmm. that lasted this long to not talk about the situation until it played itself out. And this, in whatever, what I don't, what I don't understand is that somebody at Konami should say like, "This is an exception. This is the only game awards in America, and, and we're still selling yeah, this you're game." Right. Like, have him come out, like, tell him what, not, like, things he shouldn't say, and he'll probably make a veiled reference to "fuck you." But other than that, like, don't do this. Like, why? Like, any PR company would tell you to not, not behave like this. Yeah, mm. you're right. Like, I had a conversation this weekend, Chris, mm. where, like, we were talking about the the, the Kojima snub, and, mm. and it, the, the consensus was that, like, Konami of Japan does not understand that the world does not... Uh, Subscribe to their hierarchy. Yes, like, yes, yes. Like, of course, yes. I'm I'm an executive. Like, yes. I'm better than this guy. Why do you want to hear from him? Like, and it, and he was mean to me. And it's weird. There is <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a train of thought in that culture that like, well, these are the old people, and they made a rule, and we have to follow them. Yeah, it's just like uh, a and, very and, insular thinking. And, 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 and like, I've always, I've defended Konami to the extent of like, they're a company that can't seem to exist in the modern game landscape. It's not fuck you, Konami. It's like R.I.P. Konami. This is sad. This yeah. is sad yeah. to see Konami go. Uh, because they can't exist anymore. At best, we hope they can sell their rights to other companies yeah, who will release their games yeah. for them. Like, but, I want to see these old games again. But this is an act of... of malice. Yeah, malice and evil and, and meanness. And like, and I, I wish they would have made an exception for him because I would have been happy to stand up for... Konami is a great company who gave us so many great things and just can't work mm-hmm. within a modern landscape. There are great pictures of uh, Dragon Quest creator Yuji Horii like, giving the Konami people the side eye like, on stage. <laughs> like, fuck wow. you. Yeah, um, I, you know, as much as I, I'm tempted to say, like, oh, Konami would have to do is turn out a decent Castlevania game every year, and they, that'd keep them afloat. But yeah. here's the thing. Uh, last time I went in, what was the last 2D Castlevania? Um, the 3DS one? The 3DS yeah, one? It's like Mirrors of Order Fate of Ecclesia. Or... No, 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 the, the 2DS one. Oh, Order, Order of, of, uh... of Ecclesia, yeah. 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 So I went in to buy that at Toys R Us, mm-hmm. and the guy behind the counter was like, yeah, can I get the new Castlevania game? He's like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what's Castlevania? Yeah, what's yeah. Castlevania? You've yeah. never heard of Castlevania? No. Yeah, it, it's it's really sad. So I, I like had to point it out to him like that one. I'm like, oh, okay, it, it, it's it's really sad. The Japanese game making machine, especially for the last couple of years, also clung desperately to the things to brands like that. That if they don't reinvent, the Lords of Shadow was a. A pretty good way to reinvent itself, but kind of shit the bed. Yeah, it the had the, co- the Kojima stamp on it. Yeah, for that. some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> like he, I mean, he worked at the company, but that was basically for people it. like us. And like my my big takeaway from from watching, um, from watching the PlayStation experience, because like knowing just a little bit more than the average person about publishing and localization, like Yakuza being announced, like that is not a money making move from Sony. That's not no. a. But no, what, that's to appease the fans. It, it is, and it's like we were comparing it to like, uh, uh, the people Donald Trump is talking to, <laughs> like, and I I heard on a podcast like those are the people. Yes, they're hard and right wing, but they're the people stamping envelopes and preaching the cause in odd numbered years. Like they're the ones who are who will fly, fly your flag. The shit that went on Facebook and Twitter wasn't. Hey, there's a new Call of Duty. It was like holy shit, a new Yakuza. So it's basically like it's worth it because like it basically created a marketing campaign yeah. via us. And I bought it immediately, not yeah. because I plan to just go home and play it tonight, yeah. because I don't. 
but I want to support it because I know a lot of people really wanted to come out, and I'm really interested in it, even though I own every previous it's, it's, Yakuza yeah. game and have not played it's, any. It's of a them. Real, to me, it was a really interesting thing that whole conference was like these Including are Dead Souls. These are not moves. Oof. These are not moves that will make Sony money, but they will get a very small portion of the fan base excited and start spreading this information. Yeah. I kind of got that feeling when the Square Enix announced a new Nier game. Mm. Like Nier is, it didn't get great reviews. It didn't sell great, but but the people who loved it, Nier is a very likable game. Like I I don't think I reviewed it. I know I played it a lot. It's a great game, and it's it's like one of those things. Like this is bad, but I really like it. (laughs) That's Earth Defense Force. It's so fucking charming. Yeah, it's great. With with Yakuza Five, I was interested in it, so I reached out to the PR person, just like, hey, uh, can I can I get a code? I want to write about this game. Like immediately, they just sent it over to me. So there was no like bargaining or like waiting they just they want people to like talk about the game so you're right it is very much for the fans yeah mm-hmm. it's it but it's it, it there's a nefarious side because they're we're doing the marketing work for them yeah like, this is the stuff this is the stuff i'll post on facebook like someone who's been entrenched in the games industry for years at the same time uh, though like i don't mind if a if a game comes out that's sub only if i can get yeah. more games to mm-hmm. come out like digital only sub only i'm fine with that like because i realize like this is a game for a certain kind of person i, I hope because boy at my time at a japanese company people were not cool with that yeah, including yeah, a couple death threats because something didn't come on the a card. I have a feeling I'm going to regret buying it on PS3 because I will bet in the next 12 months it comes to PC. Mm. That's whatever Sony... This is what Sony mm. does. They do this a lot mm-hmm. is that they handle the localization work mm-hmm. that then is still owned by Sega. Ah. And they, they, they probably put some muscle behind that. And it's it was probably a good move. It was like yeah. it, you could have a million dollars to run this commercial campaign during Christmas or help Yakuza see release. And that'll get, that'll give you good faith for fucking years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For years. And I, like, I don't want it to seem evil, but this those were marketing tactics. They weren't profit-based tactics. Yeah. Uh, interesting Absolutely. to think about it like that. Yeah. Right, uh, we really should move on to the question of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Last week's question of the week, as some of you may remember, was... What game do you most associate with playing over holiday break, be it Thanksgiving, Christmas, or any other extended break from work or school? Heidi, Bab. Oh, man, I have one. Like, uh, this was end of 1996, and uh, right just right before Christmas in Japan, Fighters Mega Mix had come out. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I am the I am it. the biggest AM2 fan on the goddamn planet, <laughs> and I had to have that fucking game before Christmas. So I ordered it overnight delivery, used all the money I was going to get for Christmas like to buy bucks. that. Yeah, to get that game, and it got delayed from a snowstorm, and I was going to my grandma's place in Dubuque, Iowa, for Christmas for like three days. So I'm sitting there for three days thinking about, God damn, I want to play some Fighters <laughs> Mega Mix. I want to punch a hornet in the fucking face. <laughs> Uh, and I finally get back, and I'm finally playing Fighters Mega Mix, and it's, uh... Honestly, yeah, it's probably my least favorite AMT <laughs> game. <not> bad. <laughs> uh, Fighters Mega Mix looks so good on paper. But there's those obscure Sonic characters, yeah. right? Yeah. There is, the and the game was Bucky. obviously rushed, made in about, you know, two and a half months to capitalize on the popularity existing of assets stuff. in all of this, <laughs> this engine. Yeah, they poured. Uh, there, it was like an admission. Well, we kind of know we can't really do VF3 on Saturn, so uh, here's a VF3 move set, guys. Now go to the arcade with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's. I did play that a lot over Christmas. That and Dragon Force. Oh wow, mm-hmm. awesome! Nice. 
As for me, uh, it was the year 2006, and mm. I just graduated with a very valuable bachelor's in English. Yay. Congratulations, Bob. It's yes, worthless. Let's it is, hands. yes. I'm still paying for it, and I will be until I'm 50. But in every boy's life, there's a summer of 2006. <laughs> but um, I graduated in like mid-December, I think, and um, I had until the beginning of January to take the GREs for grad school. So uh, I had so much time to kill and nothing to do, So and that's when uh, Twilight Princess came out for the GameCube, oh. which was a game that's way too long. <laughs> It takes way too long to get started, but I didn't care because I was just eating cheese pizza all day and playing Twilight Princess. Hell yeah! And um, I don't remember—I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember like this is like the perfect thing for me in this downtime. Where like, who cares about my future? It's up in the air. I—I mm-hmm. I can be a bum and live at home and not worry about like my academic career or anything like that, and just play Twilight Princess. And it was perfect for that time. So yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it when I actually have a life and a career now, mm-hmm. and seeing how that like. You know, here's what I remember about Twilight Princess. Link is a wolf, and he has a floating pear-shaped girlfriend. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and secretly, uh, Midna is smoking hot, but you only yes. see her for like eight seconds. That's true. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, that, no, I, that's that's the first Zelda game I never finished because like, oh. I got to. It wasn't it, it, for me. Like, it was Skyward Sword. Well, that this was the first, <laughs> <laughs> the first. But it was it was because of that. Like I played so long to the point where like, shouldn't this be over? And and then like that's I, true. I ha- like I had to work, and then I jumped back into it, and like I don't know where I am or what I'm supposed to be doing. And I've ne- you don't get that feeling in a Zelda game. Like you really don't. You usually have a very defined path, except for the new one, whichever whatever that's going to be. Again, thousand dollars, thousand dollar bet on that uh, not coming out on Wii U exclusively. Mm. It's probably um, going to be NX cross platform. Yeah, I, I did play the GameCube, the superior GameCube version where Link is left handed as he yeah. should be, yeah. as <laughs> was written well, in the Bible. That's, Everything that's gonna is be, reversed. That's going to be the HD remix. That's right? true. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, well, it, my my buddy accidentally like fell ass backwards in like three copies of that, and there were so much right. Now. I bet. Oh I man, saw, mine yeah. is signed by Koji Kondo and Miyamoto wow. and oh, wow. Aonuma. Wow. So sell it before it comes to Wii I sold you. my unsigned copy in 2007 when I finished it. But, and uh, then sell it before we find out they're all pedophiles. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Chris. I'm we sorry. destroy all our yeah. celebrities. We open the Miyamoto <laughs> vault. Um, but yeah, it was, Skyward, it was um, not Skyward Sword, but um, Twilight Princess for mm-hmm. me, for sure. DP. For me, it was going home a couple years ago over the holidays, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be, I'm finally going to get back into Mass Effect 2 and finish it. And I was like, you know, before that, I just downloaded this, uh, the 360 version of Minecraft. Maybe I should try that out. And that is all I did for wow, a solid week. Wow, on the 360. Week. Yes. And you were four years old? No, <laughs> this was a couple years ago. JK uh, to Minecraft. No, JK. Minecraft is super fucking addictive. It is. It's when you just like get into like the survival mode, and mm-hmm. then you once you get to the point where you're, you've actually got some resources, and you can start building. And I like started like I decided I was gonna build like a gigantic railroad that crossed the entire Earth. Mm-hmm. And I just I got pretty far actually, which is insane. <laughs> Minecraft is, is the game that that made me resent my childhood because instead of watching Gomer Pyle for the fourth time, <laughs> I could have been playing Minecraft. But I, it was 1991, and I couldn't have was done this that. A 1960s bunker? Where were you watching this? It was it. It was a TV channel that played like Beverly Hillbillies, Andy Griffith, Gomer Pyle, oh, so Nash. Nick at Night. Yeah, basically that. Like. I, uh, I admit, was this public access TV or what? It was a legitimate independent theater. My goal, wow. my goal this this Christmas is Undertale, um, Undertale, Life is Strange, and Dishonored. I really would like to finish Dishonored. Those are all relatively short really games. I really so, yes. like Dishonored, and I had to delete it from my PC because I have no Aww. room. And I want to get the PS4 version and play it on my parents' TV while they ask me, uh, "Is this a Zelda game?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
So Tranquil Bez 22 was the first to answer last week's question of the week. In the forums, they get read first. For me, it's Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5. Mm. Since both games are so immersive and there are plenty of things to do in both of those games, I've played over the last four holiday breaks. Of course, where I live, holiday breaks go up to six weeks if you're a student. And since it's too hot to do anything outside... I just sit in the aircon and play video games. I'm confused where you live. What Australia, is this, the equator? maybe? South Africa? Um, <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, little Deuce Deuce says, I got, my cro- I got Chrono Trigger for Christmas in 1995. Cronenberg I w- Trigger. I was 14, and it was one of the last holiday breaks before I started working and getting more adult responsibilities. My brother and I got our schedules completely turned around and started staying up until 7 or 8 in the morning trying to get all the different endings. Uh, my parents got pretty mad, and they'd come home from work uh, some days to find us waking up just to go play more Trona Trigger. That's the story of me and FF10. So, Jar has this jarring tale. Back in high school, I had my wisdom teeth pulled at Shitty Hospital. I guess that's the name of it. The name of the hospital is Shitty Hospital. St. Shitty's. Yeah, St. Shitty's. (laughs) Shitty cyanide. He paints for the same shit. They fucked it all up. I awoke while under anesthetic ugh, and experienced the living nightmare of consciousness without oh, mobility. Fuck. Oh, man. I was so sedated I couldn't open my mouth and thought I was suffocating. When it was over, I woke alone wearing an oxygen mask covered in blood. Ooh. Short story, I need more recovery time than most after this procedure. I channeled that time into eating exclusively pudding and playing <laughs> the ever-loving shit out of Siphon Filter. Sort of afraid to revisit it or the sequel because the time I spent with a busted mouth was made so much better by that game. Uh, I didn't have that experience and I'm ashamed of every second I put in a siphon filter. (laughs) I've heard that waking up under anesthesia is fairly common and that doctors do it deliberately a lot of the time. Like, oh, we need you to shift this way. Mm -hmm. And then they like just apply enough anesthesia to make you completely forget that it happened. Oh, yeah. That's what they did when I had major back surgery and they told me they did that. Oh, wow. I, I I dated a junkie for a little while, and, and she told the story about having her wisdom teeth taken out, waking up because of the immunity to the, the narcotic. Oh, fuck. And so when I got mine taken out, I remember it's going inside me, and I'm just like, give me more! I've done ecstasy, and I'm like giving this list of like things I've taken. I'm like, please, this is why I just, I can't be awake for this. Put, put, put. I, I smoke pot in college. Wow. Uh, Obi Sean Kenobi said in college I got Xeno Gears for Christmas from my girlfriend I played it all through the winter break and once wow. I was back in school continued to play to the point uh, of skipping class and training to grind combos uh, I almost became the stereotype of the guy who got dumped by his girlfriend because he ignored her for the game uh, she got him but I beat it before that happened it was close though he did not forsake Christianity <laughs> which was the point of Xeno Gears am I right? Yep. should I read the next one? yeah sure. Uh, okay, he has, he has a very similar story to me. Awesomeologist says, The Witcher 3, I had just graduated college and put out over 100 applications. I had just gotten an acceptance, but the start date was two weeks away. So I did what I always do when pressed with vacuous free time. I dug into an RPG. I played roughly 81 hours Whoa, in a week and a half. Jesus. I lost sense of time, day slash night, sleep and hunger cycles, and every other natural human cycle. I just witched. The only thing that... <laughs> The only thing that snapped me out of it was beating the game at the same time I started work. Had that not happened, one recoils at the thought. Wait, but what what holiday break has come out in between Witcher 3? I think it was uh, the same thing like the, the post-college, what, what is my life okay, now okay. break. Yeah. Unless it's Witcher 2 and he just mm. mistyped. Uh, it's, yeah, it says 3, so who knows. Okay. Type 40 Comics said, 
After Hurricane Katrina, wow. we were without power for close to a week. I lived in Pensacola, Florida at the time. Oh, represent, dog. Yeah, my great-grandmother was 85 years old and could not stand the sweltering <laughs> heat. We gotta so, put grandma on ice. So we, <laughs> so we drove her to Pittsburgh to stay with my uncle for the rest of the summer. The entire way there and back, I played Luminous <laughs> on my new PSP. I played that game so much that I saw those multicolored squares when I closed my eyes. Oh. It was so fun Tetris and addicting. Uh, and as I love Liz, Lizzie's story of working in a GameStop when that game is out, the Lou Mines. Uh, please give <laughs> come me on down to the Lou I think I called it that until recently, actually. Until like 2013. The Lou Mines. I love <laughs> it. Come on down to Lou's Mines. We yeah. got mines for fucking uh, days. This is where we get all the guys named Lou. You think any parents would give their kids that name? No, these are completely inorganic silicon-based life forms. We got Lou Costello. And other Lou's. <laughs> <laughs> his his Lou Skywalker. Uh, He's missing uh, a K. Luigi. Lou- <laughs> <laughs> nice. God, I feel fucking high. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. It's making me laugh. So it's the Lou effect. <laughs> I'm We're all living in it. Lou. We're getting lucid here. Oh, no. oh. Dave Rudd is going to be so pissed he missed out on all this. I know, all the awesome <laughs> bad points. <laughs> um, Hypercube says, I'm, I'm an old fuck in, uh, well, remember losing an entire junior high era Christmas break to the time vortex known as Sid Meier's Pirates uh, on the old workhorse, the Nintendo Entertainment System. One of the goals in the game is to marry the hottest and wealthiest woman possible. Finally wooing the busty redheaded daughter uh, of some lackwit Spanish governor was a highlight of that marathon gaming week. Good times, good times. Uh, Pirates was fun. Mm. Uh, Finding Player 2 said, Five years ago, a girl who I had been seeing ghosted me for roughly, oh, let's say nine months. Out of the blue, she shows up having just hours ago given birth to what I would come to learn (laughs) is my son. Is this real? Yes. This is heavy this shit, This is awesome. Man. I'm she, not ready for this. This happened to a friend of mine. She didn't tell me she was pregnant or anything. On that day, I literally went from, what comics do I buy today, to, oh, well, I guess I'm a dad now, <laughs> in the course of a single text conversation. Good God. By the way, she told me via text message. <laughs> man, I hope this is wow. post-emoji. She could put like a little poop emoji in there, like, <laughs> oh, just to a, lighten the mood. A woman fart cloud baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, skip ahead a week, and I've moved out of my apartment, back in with my mom, sleeping on her couch instead of my bed, and taken parental leave from my job at Blockbuster because Canada rules at taking <laughs> care of its citizens. Don't remind me. Matthew was born May 13th, 2010. If Brett is on the show, he may be able to tell you what games came out the following Tuesday, May, 8, May 18th, 2010. Look it up, look it up. If he isn't there, which he isn't, the games were Alan Wake and Red Dead Redemption, and I played through both of those games on parental leave with Maddie cradled in my arms. Aww. Still on parental leave that autumn, I also played through Fable 3 and Rock Band 3 somehow. <laughs> that's sweet. Wow. Dude, that's a great... I guess it was wow. a happy ending. Let me do my Vincent Price impression. That's sweet. What a <laughs> sweet Midnight. story. Ooh, Gunkin indeed said uh, on one Easter break, In 2003, I convinced one of my friends to lend me his GameCube and games while he went on vacation. 
Uh, he owed he owed me from uh, when he threw up on my N64 <laughs> while playing Goldeneye at my birthday party. It was too immersive. In, in 1997. Uh, Jaws looks too real. Man, you held uh, that debt for six years. I applaud you. Uh, since I was in high sc- in the high school gray zone, i.e., too young to get a job and buy a console, and too old to get one as a gift from the family, I missed out on much of the GameCube PS2 generation. Uh, so getting a full week to play through all of Metroid Prime was an amazing experience. I probably had some essay or project to do over the break. Uh, which I would have held off until the last day to finish. So we have another tale of parentage here. Uh, Badger Noonan said, After my son was born a few years ago and we were all not just back from Christmas travels, I was the last one awake and could not sleep but had to be quiet. I was a fairly new listener, uh, I guess to Laser Time, and all I had was my PC, so I grabbed Gone Home for like five bucks. It was the perfect game for my mood at the time, and it got me rehooked on PC and indie games. It never would have happened without VGA, and for that, I thank you. Awesome. Yay! Yeah. We're indoctrinating people into the SJW well, cult. It's Woo. not really a game. I, got, <laughs> I, I am also, but I am also at the age where, like, I don't never wanted to be a parent, but it's like, eh, if you want to do it with this lady, you only have a couple more. <laughs> you only got a couple months left. Mm. Uh, and, like, stories like, I always like, oh, I can't be the person I am if I have a kid, and I do like these stories. As saying, like, well, you still be the I dork. bet there are several stories of people that are gamers that buy dogs and dress them up. And, uh, <laughs> I just miss the and, Sims, man. And, and die alone, <laughs> bitter and uh, angry at the world. Um, Rad Morgan said, throughout high school, I started to play Xenogears. Another Xenogears. Every winter break. For the most part, that uh, that is a tradition I still uphold, as that is still a go-to winter game for me. It's a lot easier for me to do nowadays, uh, since I can play it on my Vita anywhere and level grind at work. I'm surprised you don't just mash your X button through the cutscenes at work. Holy fuck, those cutscenes. Yeah, you can't yeah. change that dialogue speed either, so good nope. luck. Ooh. Uh, Silver Supernova said, For my family in general, Mario Kart 64 is Ooh. the go-to game for winter and other such breaks and vacations. It was the first video game any of us played with four-player multiplayer, and we have continued to play it endlessly at family get-togethers. Recently, the games by Jackbox, games like Quiplash, have started to take over that position. But even then, we still whip out the N64 and four controllers and see how many times we can make each other miss the jump in <laughs> Wario Stadium. I, I, I love that Dave Rudden... Is, there's a Game of the Year episode of this show coming up. Mm. And Dave Rudden is fucking like... I've never seen him so motivated. Fibbage has to be on this list. <laughs> <laughs> no, Quiplash. Or, is it Quiplash or yeah, Fibbage yeah. 2? It's Quiplash. And I think like, it was at uh, Michael's uh, 4th of July thing. I don't think I've laughed harder in maybe three or four years <laughs> at the Quiplash game great. we played. Yeah. Yeah, we, we stream it every once in a while. YouTube um, um, Gersnort said, for me, it was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, I got, got at a time in my life where I was at my lowest. Uh, Read on a lot of hard drugs, dealing with depression. Uh, also, it was Thanksgiving and a time to remind me how alone I was, or at least how the combination of depression and meth led me to believe. Wow. This is, again, a great fucking helmet. <laughs> uh, it was great escapism for me. Sure, it was horrifically violent, over the top, and a complete Scarface retread, uh, but it was a world I could get lost in and forget my own troubles. Uh, in a weird way, it's it helped me to stop doing drugs by, drugs by putting a spotlight on how shitty the people fucked up on coke were, and I'm pretty sure it helped me from slipping further down the dark hole of depression. For these reasons, I always hold the GTA series very close to my heart. I'm going to afford the rock star. We're getting like some heavy nice job, shit. Nice yeah. 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 wow. Love the honesty. I love it. Finally, yeah. it's not just Meanwhile, me. Meanwhile, I bitch about <laughs> having to wait three days to play Fighters Mega Mix Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I feel silly now. Uh, yeah. Atomizer said, In 2014, for New Year's Eve, I played Mirror's Edge and Crisis 1 only because I had bought each 
for how much? Three dollars digitally on the Xbox 360. Okay, 2014. I played both and beat Mirror's Edge in three hours while sadly mm. drinking a diet IBC root beer. <laughs> Is that irritable bowel something? No, uh, IBC root beer, dog. <laughs> uh, and lamenting the fact that I was 17 and alone Aww. on New Year's Eve <laughs> playing video games. Nobody has ever been alone in 17 on New Year's Eve. I will Eve. say Atomizer gets better. Yeah. I'm, it, not, it I'm not being sarcastic. It gets better when you can drink. It yeah. does, but I would relish the idea of not going out on New Year's and playing video games by yes. myself yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. So for some reason, my girlfriend considers that uh, a thing. It's like, can holiday. my wife just come in here and kiss me at midnight? And then we just <laughs> I go just back want to, to see yeah. you on New Year's. I want to uh-huh. kiss you on the mouth and the clock resets, and I don't get it, but I love her <laughs> and do it all the same. Uh. So we have something from Gun Savior, and he said, uh, Christmas of 2000, my first year in the Air Force. I was stuck on an Air Force base, unable to go home for the holidays. It was just me, my newly purchased Dreamcast, and a rented copy of Shenmue. Perfect. Wow. Perfect. Nice. So with nothing else to do, I immersed myself in the game for days. Actual days. On the occasions when I'd leave my room to go to the Chow Hall, I'd literally have to reacclimate to a world without QTEs and random Japanese guys trying to jump me. It was the first and only time that a game caused me to lose my grip on reality. Ironically, the game lost me when it got too real and made me a mind. Sorry, made me get a mindless, repetitive job. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, can't nice. handle the forklifts. That reminds me of uh, playing Mario Paint and then going to art class like a day later and, oh, wow. and making a mistake on my on my paper and like looking for the undo button. Like, uh. where, where, where do I find this? Yeah, I, I had a similar experience playing Grand Theft Auto Four for review because mm-hmm. uh, Rockstar put me up in a hotel room and it's like you can stay here as long as you want. You can sleep here. You can eat out of the mini bar, uh, whatever. But you the the game cannot leave this room. And so I stayed there for an entire week at this hotel in downtown San Francisco. And like every time that I would leave the room to get something to eat, it was like walking out into the game. It was so weird. Like, oh my, there are all these tall buildings and a little, a little. It ba-dum. feels like an extension of what I've been doing. Ba-dum. Press R three to pull up your cell phone and call your wife. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. <laughs> all right. So new question of the week. In light of Earth Defense Force releasing, uh, what's an underlooked or underrated franchise that you like more than most and would like to see get a re-release? Uh, again, mine's EDF. Just a game that is so streamlined and aware of what right. it is. Erectile how... Dysfunction no. Force. Got it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. I didn't say it wasn't succumbing to it. It's Bob Dole on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Just lots of giant alien ants with limp dicks. Bob Dole can move the blood. Flopping around. <laughs> <laughs> But EDF, I wish more people liked it. I think a lot, I don't. I know I went on a limb saying like it is one of my favorite things that released uh, for the last couple of years. I love EDF. I think it's everything games should be, uh, and, and not focus on any of the chuffle horse shit that uh, gets shoehorned into games to elongate them and make, give them the illusion of being more powerful. Like it just, I, I don't. Know. I love EDF, and I wish more people liked it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, happy to see that it's still releasing because I, I never dis- I discovered it in like what year. Like, uh, fuck, the first Xbox 360 one, and I remember Eric was like, well, this is an old franchise, has its fans, but I've n- never met another one in my mm-hmm. life. Uh, and I hope all of you play EDF, who I'm looking at right now. I, EDF promise, I promise you, Chris, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see Demon's Crest get some sort of uh, mm. revival. No. Uh, because, no, you didn't like Demon's Crest? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it'll never happen. No, I'm sure it never will, but that was a fantastic game that just sort of mm-hmm. came and went. It was like the, the the end of the Gargoyles Quest series. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it went away along with uh, Ghosts and Goblins, Ghouls and Ghosts, more or less. Not really. Uh, well, we got the, it was the a PSP, PSP one. one. Controversial. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Demon's Crest, I, I fucking love that game. Side scrolling 2D RPG, and uh, we've never seen its like again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd have to say, uh, I think Michael might be a fan of Clock Tower. How do you yeah. feel about these games, Michael? Uh, it's, this is the first show it hasn't been brought up on. It. Yeah, so, oh, wow. I'd like to see Clock Tower with non-point-and-click controls. Um, I, I revisited the games uh, recently for Retronauts uh, live streams and things like that, and I, and I found them to be very forward-thinking in that they feel almost like Telltale and how they just boil things down to very yeah. basic interactions. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, like uh, the creator is making something, something called Nightcry, which should be coming out soon, so that's a, that's a revival, but those games deserve Sounds a second like a look. and Roses song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> they are not just... <laughs> <laughs> like I, I assumed they were just bad Resident Evil clones for a while, but they're actually just like point-and-click yeah. adventure oh, yeah. games where you are just kind of hurried along by the fact that somebody's going to come after you if you don't make a decision soon. So, yeah, yeah. like, um, and then three, I think, was more of a bad, uh, not not a bad three, Resident Evil. Clone. Yeah, that was three a cap- was made by like nobody who had been involved in the series. Yeah, before. it was completely new. So, like, I don't know. The the game explains why it completely falls apart halfway through. Anyway. It does, mm-hmm. but uh, the the earlier games I really like. So, if you have a chance to play those, especially the Super Famicom one, the original one, uh, yeah. Definitely yeah. go for it. It's really cool. Yeah, and I, I will, I'll say something about Clock Tower I've never said before. And that's there's a tidbit in the manual that talks about, like, if you can get through this game without getting killed, you could probably survive against Jason. Ah. It's like that they actually reference Jason. Wow. From Friday also, please 13th. listen to my Retronauts about Clock Tower. Ooh. I did myself. It's like 10 minutes long. It tells you all you need to know about the series. Hopefully. Oh, crap. Rice, this question. Uh, like, yeah. How many? This, how many? Yeah. Limit to seven, honey. Yeah, I'm going to say Darius. <laughs> this, this is like the only shit I write about. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. yeah, there's Darius. I mean, we just talked about Yakuza, and lately I've been playing a bunch of the Saga games for my site, gaming.com. Oh, wow. wow. You're the one who likes them. You and Jeremy Parrish should get together and uh, powwow about this. I think Jeremy Parrish is still pissed off at me about something, so Uh-oh. I don't know. <laughs> Glad you brought that up, Bob. I I didn't know there was I didn't know there was drama. I don't even I don't even know if there is drama. He There's just animosity. doesn't follow me on Twitter. I see. What yeah. a dick! <laughs> <laughs> but, oh God, Jesus! We should start the first video game podcast feud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I noticed you've got a bunch of uh, lovely magical drop characters in the background of your site. Oh God, yeah. Well, uh, man, that series is just like I love Magical Drop, and Magical Drop Five was so not good and that series is probably well, Heidi, completely and totally dead is that the one you're choosing here let me help let me, let me help you, you people are just throwing these at me christ let me almighty you. let me help you what's what's the one you think that like when i say edf it's because i like what it does and i like how it shows how 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 simple a game can be like in its concept but how, what what is something a franchise you love would want to see come back and you think the public would be receptive to had they only given a chance I'm sure there's a bunch of esoteric shit you love but you know it doesn't have a chance in hell in being embraced by the mainstream Fighting Vipers? Fighting Vipers? Yes. I think you're right I, th- I, th- I think you're absolutely right yes. uh, I agree mm-hmm. I'd love Vipers. to see Fighting Vipers come back I knew that would be difficult for you. I love, I love. Hell, uh, Sega works with Atlas now. If you got uh, some of the Persona team to redo the character designs, I think, I honestly think that could be super cool. Mm. Hmm. Mm. This excites me. All right, so what is uh, an overlooked series that you would love to see make a comeback that you have a particular affinity to that nobody else does? Let us know. Go to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. First person to start the thread with the question and answer it gets their answer read first on next week's show. Anybody who says army men gets banned. Yes, absolutely. Instantly. But the Sarge's heroes offshoot. (laughs) 
How about Portal Runner, which was a Tomb Raider ripoff that was disguised the fact that That's it was tied right. in with oh, Army Men. Gross. Um, or you can answer under the article for episode 142 at com. That's been our show. Who wants to do some plugs? I think Christopher is first in line for this because I have guests. It's so very, but that's, they're they're special. They got to wait for those. Uh, but this we own the network. Chris. I don't own the network. We all do. <laughs> I know. Every show is saturated with plugs. Uh, but but hold on. This week's Laser Time podcast is great. Cat Bailey is on for the first time. It's, Someone, I, I agree. It's totally awesome. I, I I've wanted to have Cat on forever. She's just I don't know. She cracks me up. And this is like the end of the show. I was editing it and just like laughing two tears of her screaming like I'm gonna have to care about this. I don't want to care. I, I love I love that about her. I'm glad to hear that episode. I was really proud of last week's episode where you discuss uh, comedians confronting hecklers. That was great. Um, but yeah, give us a give us a share, shout out, listen to Laser Time, and also we have a Patreon. Yes, that's how we keep existing. Uh, Talking Simpsons is a part of that. I'll let Bob maybe handle a little bit of that. Oh yeah. But uh, uh, Star Wars Force Awakens is coming out. We have some plans uh, revolving around that. And part of that, part of one of the features uh, exclusive to Patreon, Monday Night Movies, uh, for five bucks, it's all it costs, you get to watch movies with uh, us and everyone else live, like a game stream, mm-hmm. uh, exclusively via Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Exclusively via your phone that you're going to bring into the theater. Uh, ne- no, next week ah. will be... Next, that's, ooh, that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> next, next week is uh, Return of the Jedi. We've done all the Star Wars movies, so if you were to sign up today, you get commentaries from us and everyone else. For all the Star Wars movies, we're ending with Jedi and then a week later running into Force Awakens. And oh man, I'm so excited because I love Jedi. Fuck anybody who hates Jedi. Mm. Love Return of the Jedi. I saw something like some some theater chains are you know courting ambitious Star Wars fans by like doing the full run of both trilogies. And like, I, I st- if they capped that off with showing Episode Seven, like I would uh, I would be in on that. Uh, Caravan of mm. Courage, or get the fuck out. Uh-huh. Like it's, <laughs> Isn't there another Ewok movie? There's two Ewok. Battle so. for Endor. But they're both Caravan Car- Car- of Courage is the stupidest <laughs> name Which in Star Wars history. Which is the one with the giant that cat kidnaps the little girl's parents? Oh my god, I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> uh, but it's it's it opened by Burl Ives of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rain. Oh it's true. Uh, but I love that. I love that about it, and I want to hear from you guys. Well, uh, laser time related, we have Talking Simpsons, the chronological Simpsons exploration with me, Chris, Henry, often Dave, and Brett, and other people too. And uh, I get what you're saying. Like, I haven't seen these episodes in a while. It doesn't matter. We will walk you through them with clips and our commentary. It's fun to revisit alone. It's really fun to revisit when you know you can talk about it with people. Yes. And, and, like, hear someone else talk about it. I love love doing this show. And soon we'll get to the episodes that you really like. But I think Mm -hmm. season one and two, one is locked behind the paywall on Patreon. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's totally worth it. But even the early episodes. Get you all 13 episodes of Talking Simpsons. I'm trying to make that sound exciting. It is exciting. I'm totally <laughs> excited about it. And I, I believe se- season one is redeemable, despite what you think. But I'm also the host of, uh, sorry, co-host of Retronauts, mm-hmm. the classic gaming podcast. Go to usgamer.net, retronauts.com, and you can find the podcast there. Or just search for it in any kind of podcast app you use. And I also write for somethingawful.com and usgamer.net, so read my stuff there. So many plugs going on around me. I'm just like... Absorbing all the pluginess. Oh, hi. Um, I run gaming.moe, which is a site about, um, kind of whatever I feel like on that particular day, but mostly strange and obscure video game related stuff that 
people wouldn't really talk about on big commercial sites. Like mm -hmm. lately, I have been attempting to play through a bunch of the old Super Famicom Romancing Saga games along with Legend of Legacy. I thought I would do all of those in November and I wound up not even getting through Romancing Saga because I really fucked up my playthrough. <laughs> uh, saga games are kind of like that. So I'm, I'm still doing that. I've got some other plans like... Uh, Reviewing the Wii version, not the Wii U version, of Rodea the Sky Soldier. Oh, good. I was hoping someone Thanks. would do that. Uh, they wouldn't give it to me. So yeah, they wouldn't give it to me either. I had to buy it. Oh, man. So, it's the gaming's best secret. Hidden secret. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on doing that. Um, I'm going to Japan later on this month, and I'm going to be interviewing uh, some folks while I'm there. So oh. there should be a bunch of new interview content on the site probably end of this month uh, towards the beginning of January. It's been a little slow just because I've been busy, you know, juggling that and juggling uh, uh, my my other freelance obligations. But I've been trying to stream a bit more, too. Like last night, I just did a stream of Dryasper's Chronicle Saviors. Where do you stream, Heidi? I stream at twitch.tv slash devilray. Uh, how do you spell Ray? R-E-I. Ah, mm. important. Yes, very. So I do that every so often. Just check my Twitter, at ZeroChan. It Basically, I have a bazillion different online handles, but uh, just check there. I'll say when I'm streaming. Sometimes I just have shit, shit streams where I'm grinding in like some old RPG and I'm just talking with people over it about current gaming news. Cool. Well, uh, check us out online at vigagameapocalypse.com and you can follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Or you can follow me personally at Wikiparas, and despite what Dave said on the episode the other week, it is AZ not easy, so please don't make that mistake. That's probably someone else, or non-existent. Or a porn Who, bot. I, I bet it's a porn bot. I would love to have a porn bot named after me. Actually, I would not. Please don't do that. Okay, time to register uh, this. ebooks. <laughs> Wikiparas ebooks would be interesting. Like, I've got just enough tweets probably to sustain that. But uh, anyway... And as always, you can check out my stuff at ubblog.com. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. your mic levels i'm going to punch you in the dick uh, um <laughs> not a fan of that uh Brett, you, can you take the middle blue knob and maybe move it over this? yeah and heidi let me hear you again i am really gonna punch you in the dick all right um did you move it uh, like maybe over to like the three-quarter mark one more time heidi no seriously your dick getting punched okay